Well, if she did, you know, go out and get a little swerve on. Don't you think she'd be well within her rights? It's karma, baby. Welcome, everybody, to Jeff versus the World Hood Classics. And we are back this week with the best man. And like always, I'm here with my man, Shahid. How is it going, good sir? It is going fine. I hope everyone's enjoying ourselves because I'm looking forward to talking about the movie we're talking about. Uh, let's talk about it first. Why did you choose the best man? <sighs> because I chose this movie because I was a fan of this time frame. Like, I don't know if it started like the post boomerang era, Eddie Murphy movies. We got this renaissance of black movies from like the mid nineties to early two thousands, like Way to Excel, Soul Food, this, the brothers, the wood. And it's we always heard the same thing. A bunch of black successful people in movies, and it's like a comedy with some drama. It does well at the box office. And white people say, Oh, I can't believe this movie did well. I guess black people like seeing themselves in the movies. And it kept happening over and over again. And we had a whole generation of black actors that kind of grew up on our eyes. And we basically got these type of movies all the way up until I want to say the early 2000s. And then Tyler Perry brought these movies back. And now we kind of. We kind of still get them. It's not It's like more. We might get like one a year and it's no like around Christmas time. So, and the reason I picked the best man is because the other one seemed like it's too easy. Because, of course, you know, way to excel. I've seen and read the book. It's all right. Like, it's it's not really my demographic. It's more for the women. Mm-hmm. So food's so easy. Anybody can do so food. The best man, I picked that because it's just like an interesting flashpoint of like the actors involved. And where the careers were when the movie started and where the careers went after the movie. And also the storyline, like you delve into it, it's like batshit insane. Whoa. Yeah. Um, before we get there, the budget was $9 million. This movie made thirty-four over $34 million. Uh, this cast is insane. Uh, Tay Diggs, Nia Long, Morris Chestnuts, Nia Lampin. Uh, uh, who else? Uh, Harold, I can't think of his last name. Harold. Perino. Yeah, Perino. Uh, Monica Calhoun. Man, we got a lot of people in this movie. It's a lot of people. Uh, you, if you've seen some of these actors, you've seen them in something. And around this time, 1999, I think everybody everybody in the cast was right in their prime. I could be wrong. Maybe not what, you talking about this one? No. You talking about this one? Yeah. No. Because I... Wait a minute, because Tay Diggs had just came off of... Hold on, let's see. Uh, he had just came doing... Well, okay, The Wood came out the same time. He had The Wood, A House on Haunted Hill, uh, How Stella Got no, a Groove, Back I'll, and Go. Yeah. I'll say this. When Best Man came out, this movie was like a Tay Diggs, Neil Long thing. And then also more Chestnut. Like, they were like the main draws. Terrence Howard was like, this is like Terrence Howard's breakthrough. Like Terrence Howard's kind of first kind of started. And it says a lot about Terrence Howard. Like he's basically like, we'll dive into it. He's basically the star of the movie. 
Like he's the catalyst that gets everything popping. And it says a lot to when the sequel came out, the two biggest stars are probably Terrence Howard and not Lathan and then Morris Chestnut. Yeah, but one thing about Morris Chestnut, he was consistent. That is a consistent brother right there. So it's coming from as working. Morris Chestnut is like baby Samuel Jackson, where he started working and he's just been working. And we can dive into Morris Chestnut because my wife loves Morris Chestnut. She's always loved Morris Chestnut. And it's a thing in the black community I like to call, you know, essence cover championship belt. You know, the, the sexy black man that be on the cover, like women just swoon. And we won't talk about Denzel because he'll always be in that Hall of Fame. But, you know, depending on the time frame, it was I'll be sure. Yeah, Blair Underwood. Morris Chestnut came. Morris Chestnut never left. Because we had people come in like, you know, Chris Brown had it for a little bit. Tyrese had it for a little bit. Michael Ely, barbershop era. He had it a little bit. He, you know, The Rock. People may not say that now. Like, yes, women used to love The Rock. Um, E.G. Selvis had for the longest. And he's still like, you know, once the older ones tend to age the best. Because like, you know, Idris, people still, people have loved him for a long time. Who's the guy who's the, from Queen Sugar? Corey Sibide and now Trevante Rhodes and Michael B. Jordan. But after all, and shout out to Boris Kojo because, you know, people liked him. They had that light skin thing. But no matter who names you ever put there, Morris Chestnut, Morris Chestnut was always there. And it's because he has not aged. The only thing that changes is his haircut. From the time the best man came out till now, he has looked exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly the same. The only thing that changed is he went from having hair to being bald. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, and when this movie came out, was this a movie that you saw in the theaters? Or was it something that you saw after? Um... I don't remember if okay. I, you know, I never seen it when it came. I don't remember if I saw it in a theater. I saw it like on VHS or DVD. But I remember seeing it, and I remember enjoying it. Not think I didn't dope even though like the storyline is kind of like suspect, but I didn't pay too much mind to it. And it was something like you know if it came on TV, I watched it and I always enjoyed it. And I remember when the sequel came out. And I went to the movie theater to see that. And, whew, man, That's talk right. about a, a sad-ass movie. It was like, I was like, because one, I wasn't expecting it to be that good because it was a long time between the first one. And it was, people was like, when they, they said they were doing a sequel, they are like, hmm? It was like out the blue. Like, not that we didn't want to see it. It's just kind of like, they didn't do sequels to those black movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, beside Barbershop, it was like a one and done thing. It's like you tell your story, keep it moving. And this one got a story. And, you know, yeah, whenever they like fix the schedule, because Malcolm Lee's busy doing he's he's a busy thing. Yes, Malcolm Lee's the director of this. He's Spike Lee's cousin. And you look at his filmography and he's a low key G. Really good movies, like consistently good movies. Yeah, and it's kind of like it's like we got the best man, undercover brother, roll bounce, welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins, Soul Man, Scary Movie Five, The Best Man Holiday, Barbershop, The Next Cut, Girls Trip, Night School, Space Jam Two coming, and The Best Man, yeah, and yeah, so he got stuff coming. 
It's like, and his movies like are good or make money or both. Like Girls Trip, it's funny. Girls Trip came out the same year as that other movie with Scarlett Johansson that flopped, and people was one like you know R-rated comedies. That's the thing. This came out and like no good ones is fine. Not them corny ones with them white girls nobody want to see. So, yeah. And another reason why I picked this movie is because it's that whole thing. We had the eras like black black people that made money. That and that was a thing we got for long. We used to never get that. Mm-hmm. You know, we had movies with black people. They was all broke. You know, they I'm in jail. I just got out of jail. I'm hustling, get a job, and work with the bills. This movie. They, you know, a couple of like one of millionaires, like they're lawyers. I'm a TV producer. I'm a best-selling author. You know, I'm about to be a lawyer at a big law firm. Like everybody's doing well in life, and everybody looks like they're doing well in life. So money isn't really an issue. Like it, like money's a money plays a factor, but it's not. There's this whole I gotta get this job, or they're gonna take Big Mama's house. Yeah, it's almost. Um, everybody's pretty much established in their in their careers, and you just seeing life. You know, I guess that life. What would you say? Maybe what ten years after school or five? We talking about this life? Seven years. Seven years. No, they no no no. They've known each other for seven to eight years. So this is I want to say four years after three to four years after school because. Morris Chestnut has signed his second deal, so you figure he was a he, he was on his rookie deal three to four years. So they probably never and he just signed his new contract. Yeah, so they probably met in college because they talked about like we've been dealing with this because there was a line that somebody said like we've been dealing with this for like seven years. So I want to say seven to eight years they've known each other. So they probably meet freshman and sophomore year in school. They do their four years and then like three to four years after they graduate. Okay, so everybody's probably in their mid to late twenties. Yeah, or, or early 30s, depending on when they start. So, yeah. And it's kind of like, it's funny where I went to Howard and a lot of these archetypes in these movies, I know people like all, like everybody in this movie, I know at least one person like that. And I went to school at least one or two people like that. Every single character. So that's why this movie's in my wheelhouse. Because I, cause I know some of these people, like I'll just say now, I know plenty of Shelby's. And I know plenty of, and I know plenty of Jordans. And they get mad because the Mia's and Robins get married and they don't. And it happens in real life. And you remember that joke I said to you about, you know, if Tyler Perry had did this movie, people would be, com- be complaining because like the professional women, the hard charging women don't get the man, but the stay at home mom and the stripper do. And it's like. I mean, it's a stereotype. It's rooted in truth, for better, or for worse. Like it happens. It's a reason why it happens. We'll get into them against the movie, but like for that and many reasons. And the biggest fact is kind of like Tay Diggs is a super villain. A motherfucking <laughs> villain. He is a madman psychopath. And I and it I don't know how many times I've seen I've seen this movie countless times. And you know, once you start saying, Oh, you know, once you decide to do this, you know, do movies and stuff. You look at stuff different. So I'm just looking at this movie and I'm just like, wow. He is fucking morph. He is insane. Mm-hmm. And and he and in in his 
I guess we'll get there once you, you know, you can go through the movie and talk about it. Oh, you mean why he got the old, he got the Rock and the Shepherd Renegade face from Mass Effect 2? <sighs> that should have gave, gave the warning. And yeah, that's another thing. It's different when you watch old movies in HD because oh, some God. things age well. And I didn't know since I watched it because I had seen it before. It's the first time I watched it on like a, my TV. I got a 4K TV with a 4K Blu-ray player. I just watched a regular Blu-ray. Um, so yeah, like I'm watching like Tate Diggs got dents in his head and cuts and bruises. Yes. I'm like, you need to take the Paragon branch because this Renegade branch ain't working. I'm like, yeah, that, um, that skin routine was working in 99, but 2019 Tate. with them pixels and contrast, it was not popping. Tate Diggs was like, he Got Devon Dudley forehead. Okay, that's fine. We good. Lead on so get alone. <laughs> let's get to the movie. You want to take it? You go ahead, start. Oh, okay. So we're starting the movie and pretty much we're starting with Harper, right? He's starting, yeah, we start with Harper. He comes home to Sanaa Lathan and basically he has been uh, given given this offer, given this opportunity to do a Oprah show. Mm-hmm. And a twenty city and a twenty city book club for his new book, Unfinished Life, where it's basically a quote unquote fictional telling of his college exploits. And let's get a plot of movie. Basically, he's a best selling author author that's about to go to a wedding to his best man. You know, Lance Sullivan played by Morris Chestnut. And he wrote a book about his friends' lives and shenanigans. And for whatever for whatever reason, he's trying to hide his dirt. And the more he tries to hide it, the worse things go on. And yeah, okay. Here's the biggest issue with this movie. And it's not even a movie's thing. So Harper's smart, right? Oh, very smart. His friends are smart, right? Absolutely. It's established that his friends are smart, like, you know, college educated, smart, forward thinking. What made them think he was going to get away with this? I, I, I think I've texted you more about any movie trying to figure that out. That's my question. That was my this number ma- one question. This madman wrote a book about some of the stuff he did, some dirt that some of these people don't know and try to change around, dedicates it to two people, his best friend and best friend's future wife, that things happen. He didn't think it was going to come out. And then once it comes out, he keeps adding more attention to himself by trying to get the book. Like the Streisand effect. Like, what was his? He's doing all this, this whole thing. And to top it off, he's he's going to try to mess around and get once for the role the day before his girlfriend comes to town for his best friend's wedding. Is is this the uh this this is ha- this is absolutely a, a villain origin story. You know, and he and it plays off like, oh, he's this neutral good, a chaotic good. No. He is he is evil. And this is okay. This is my this is my problem. This is why I texted you. If he needed to bear his soul, if he needed to to get this off his chest and you know writing a book, because you know it was you know it was weighing him down, 
Why fucking come to the wedding? Hey, man, I wish I could make it. I know I'm supposed to be your best man, but I can't. Here's the thing. Have the book come out after. Well, I know no, it's it like, was. Oh, got, it was. They got, they got, I know they got early copies. No, you could have made sure that shit didn't go to print. You knew exactly when the wedding was happening, and it was kind of like you could have controlled that. And it's not like, oh, they got early copies, and I know they're going to get it. And it's already established Harper is a, is a selfish, hubris dude because he's home. He's flirting with his girl, Robin, played by Sanaa Lathan. She's a caterer, and they're in the tub, and it's like, you know, she's talking about, you know, how we've been together for all this time, and you say I'm the best girlfriend you had, and I make you happy, no stress, because apparently Harper is kind of like – he dates these women. They're not as good as Jordan, Neil Long's character. He leaves them. And then this is the first one he hasn't left. She's talking about like commitment long term. He's like, mm, what's wrong? What's going on now, baby? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like she's doing a what are we? It's like, let me just chill in the tub. Like, you know, and which is fine, but he's doing a way where it's like he's trying to make it her fault. Like she's a nag. Cause he just she's just talking and having a conversation, trying to figure out where they are. And it's already said like he's selfish because they in a cause they get a ride to the airport and he's like, Oh, I want to talk about it. And she's trying to be, you know, understanding. And she's like, I'm not perfect. I'm not an angry woman. I'm just trying to figure out where we are. And it's like that. And he's like, Oh, don't worry about it. You know, we fine. I don't know why you're talking about this stuff, but I guess it's all right. Like gaslighting the hell out of her. He got defensive. He got defensive because she knew what the fucking book was about. Because she said, Oh, I know it's about Jordan, basically. And he, oh, right now he's a defense mechanism. Oh, what are you talking about? What is wrong you with you? You're just a fictional character. I'm like, <laughs> nigga, this, we, come on now. We know who this is. Red flag and, right there. Your, your girlfriend figures out the book. Doesn't know anybody. She, got, <clears throat> she probably heard stories about them. But now she knows, oh, the book is about her friend, his friends. The so book is about she knows. Of course the friend's going to know. <clears throat> so anyway, they get to you get the airport. He's picked up by Merch, played by Harold Perrineau. Oh, man, you man. got any friends like Merch? Yeah, absolutely. We all have a friend like Merch. <laughs> you know, basically he'd be like you know boho. He'd be a vegan if this movie's made out now. Wear sand, <laughs> wear sandals. He would tell you how J Cole is real rap music, and he listens to the roots. You know, smart, very intelligent man choosing like you know he could choose the money path, but instead he chose like you know I want to take care of the kids, I want to give back to the community. Like money's not a override factor. A little too earnest, you know, a little bit of a tryhard, but it's like he's a good friend, loyal. Don't tell no secrets. Oh boy, and it's funny like. Harold Perrineau's had an interesting career because I never watched Lost. I know a lot of people know him from Lost. He was in Oz. I know him more from Sons of Anarchy because he was in. He was like a villain in one. He was a real good villain in one of the seasons of Sons of Anarchy. Like he's been around. He's been working. And of course, the only black person to edge with Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. Like he's the one that gets mauled by the bear. <laughs> So he's been around, he's picking him up, they're talking about the whole thing, like, oh, you know, what's going on with you and stuff, with your new girl, Robin, and what's up with you and George, like, you know, he's read the book, like, so he finds out, like, oh, who hasn't read the book? And this is when Harper's realized, like, maybe this book might be a problem. You think? And, and, and my thing is, how did that book get to them? 
Okay, because I guess they all still live in D.C. I guess that was supposed to be... Well, no, ex- for the exception of um, uh, the football. What's his name? Uh, Lance. Uh, I don't think they still live in D.C. I don't think. Maybe they do. Yeah. Because, like, Lance... Lance plays... Because that is what Lance plays for the Giants. Giants. Yeah, he played for the Giants. So maybe he still does live in D.C. That's still his home. But anyway, so if the book got right. there to one person, to either just one of them, he had to know... Did the he thought he's too like oh my god this person has the book Jordan has my book like no stop you knew the book was gonna get around to your close friends mm-hmm. and they just try to figure out and then it's like putting two two together like oh I read the book so Kendall's Jordan huh and it's like he puts two together and it's kind of like oh well I don't know what you're talking about and yada 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 I don't know what you mean and it's kind of like whatever you know exactly what I mean so they go there. And we meet with who Kendall, aka Jordan, is, and it's Nia Long. Yes. And her, you know, Nia, like up and coming Nia Long, all her sophisticated. We all know somebody like this Nia Long character. Got supremely educated, forward thinking, you know, hard charger, make a lot of money, professional, got the professional haircut, gorgeous, and is like and single, unfortunately. And I know the stereotype is bad because people say, like, you know, of course, they make the system with the job single. She, I can't, she can't find a man. And let me, let's break it down. This one to be my this podcast. Look, because I went to school with a lot of women like this. And these women want to have a partner that's at least an equal. When, and we all know the demographics of black men and black women when it comes to education, jail, slave, whatever factors come on. There's an imbalance of how many women that make a certain amount of money available compared to men. And when you're a woman making a certain amount of money and you want a man to have all that be single, where you getting them at? Like, if you don't get them in college, it's gonna be hard finding them because more like they they just not around. And a lot of those men, unfortunately, not gonna want a woman like Jordan. Oh, they're gonna look at his competition. They like, no, I'm I'm not dealing with this. Most of the time, those men are already married. They've already got set yeah. up. Or if they want somebody, they get somebody like Mia. They not going to deal with that. It's like, they just not. Or it's kind of like, you know, Jory's not the type she's going to marry a basketball player? No. No, no. <laughs> yeah, like, it's kind of like, you. here's the whole thing. You're a black man, and six figures is going to be Wall Street, law, medical, entrepreneur, entertainment. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be some exceptions. And I will tell you, as someone in the medical field, a lot of those professionals, if they do not marry people that's in their field, they are not marrying people that's in fields that make the same amount of money, but different because they look at it as competition and they don't want competition. And they don't want to deal with it. You can say it's a weakness of the man. You can say whatever. That's the that's the damn honest truth. Well, I have friends that run the same boat. Like and Jory personality said, like she is super A type, and I need to get this, this, and that. And also, it doesn't help that she still got a soft spot for Harper. You know, it's gonna be very interesting whenever we do two, which I think maybe we should do in December. But anyway, whenever we do two, and the character, I like to hear more women talk about the character of Jordan. Once we get to two, because mm. 
she made a choice. Yeah, she made a choice, and I, I want to like, say like, like Serena, like Serena Williams made a choice. That's that's the she made the Serena Williams choice, and guess what? Good, they should, because like can't be waiting around forever. It's like open up, hey, open up your horizons. So that's what you got to do. So anyway, Jordan's there with the short haircut. She sees Harper, and she's just glowing. Mm-hmm. Like she loves. They ain't. They ain't hugging like they just friends. I'm like, oh, Harper, I miss you from school. It's like, yeah, they hugging like I want to throw it at you. I still got time. Got a week. And merch picking up. Yeah, merch picking up on the vibe. He in the background, all smirking and smiling, and they talk <laughs> about oh, how you went with the wedding and everything, and where your girl at and stuff. And it's like, oh, I read the book. You on Oprah now and everything. And they catching up. How you doing? I'm looking good. You looking good. We looking good together. And you can see all the sparks and the chemistry like that. Like it was something there. And that's a bad thing. You already know that the moment they interacted, you already knew this was going to be trouble. Well, let me ask you a question. And this goes back to Har- This goes back to Harper. Is Harper's fear of settling down because of where he is now as far as his career? I know. I think what it is is Harper's fear is settling down with a woman that's not his ideal perfect woman because he's been comparing and his friends and Robin say he's been comparing everybody to Jordan or what he thinks Jordan is to him in his mind. And if they ain't not stacking up and he's been kicking the curb. And I think he's whole fierce. Like, he knows Robin's a good woman, but she's not Jordan. And he's not sure if he can be married to somebody that's not Jordan. And we've all gone through that. This whole, I need to be this, 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 and that. And most of the time, you will not find that person. You find a person that's good for you, that loves you back. You stop being stupid. Because you keep chasing that whole ideal thing, and you're always chasing. Always. And that was the whole thing. Like, everybody knew. It's the whole thing. Harper's biggest thing is he was not honest with himself. Everybody knew exactly how he operated and rolled. And everybody pointed out he wasn't trying to hear it because he's busy judging everybody else. Okay. Okay, I was uh, I, I questioned that because I just know when you know with the movie starts and he's like, you know, <clears throat> bestseller, um <clears throat> Oprah. <clears throat> so his stature is moving up. And I'm thinking, like, mm-hmm. maybe he's thinking. Oh, is he too, you think he's too good for his caterer girlfriend? Not, not. Well, yeah. I mean, almost because even, you know, and we'll get there when they start clowning him. What is it that she does? And they naming mm-hmm. all this stuff. And he's kind of like, he's laughing, but you know, it, can, you can, yeah. it still bothers him. It's, but the thing is, because it's, I mean, the job part is because she's not Jordan. And okay. they know, and they all know that that's who he wants. All of them. And you know who really know? Quentin. Oh boy. He know everything. And he the just MVP of, the MVP of the movie. Because they go to this jazz club, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard is the MVP of this movie. Yeah. Yep. And this is his break, this is his breakout role. And people pointed out, like, oh, it's a breakout performance. And people can tell, like, Terrence Howard is a very like He's batshit crazy, but he's an extremely talented actor. And he's one of the few people that he can convincingly play a good guy and a bad guy. Yeah, he can ride both. Most people can't do both. Most people can do one or the other. Morris Chestnut, whenever he try to play a bad guy, it never fits because Morris Chestnut's too likable. And 
not only that, it's almost, I think, I think I really noticed that in Hustle and Flow because I was like, this is not a good guy at all. But you're rooting for him. Yeah, but you're rooting for him. And, and, and it's convincing by his um, acting. Yeah, Because he has an edge and desperation to him. It's always an edge there. He's even like, even when he's playing a coward, it's always like something. This whole thing's like, it's always some type of like manic energy there. Because this one, and you know, the biggest thing about Quentin in this movie and how when I first watched it, the movie set up so you'll be looking down and making fun of him. Yeah. Because he's the only one that doesn't have his stuff in order. It's like people looking like he's avoiding life and he just playing around. He a womanizer. He's not getting serious about his career. And he's basically a millennial before millennials were a thing. Yeah. If you look at it. Yeah, and the true. funny thing and the funny thing about it is we without even going to sequel. He's the most honest character in the movie because he knows himself. He knows he's trying to figure stuff out. He knows he doesn't have it yet. He's honest about what he likes, what he doesn't like, and what he's trying to do. And he's not doing no, he's not believing his own bullshit. And he's the main one that's calling out everybody else. Cause not just Harper, he calls out merch too. And Lance. All of them. He calls out all of them like, you know, y'all on y'all bullshit. Y'all trying to pretend to be something y'all not or pretending that somebody else is trying to be something that they're not. And it's going to set you up for failure. And meanwhile, he's like, I'm trying to figure stuff out, live my life and try to like, you know, when I find my path, I'm going to do it. Stop judging me. And it's hilarious considering by the time we get to the sequel, he's super successful and rich. Like he's in his, he's chill, like he's chilling, like, and it's funny where it's you know when that movie comes out, Terrence Howard is like a movie star right by that point. Oh yeah, he's so it's just he's the you know, he's you know, at that point of what Oscar? This is past Oscar. I mean, he already, right? he's already been nominated yeah. for an Oscar. He's already been in Iron Man, and this is right. I don't know if Empire has started, or right right around when Empire started. So it's like. I'm on a number one TV show. I'm Oscar nominated. I've been in the first Marvel, you know, MCU movie. Like I'm, I'm a, so, but back then it's like, oh, he just a clown and everything. Cause he's there talking about the, you know, Harper's like, oh, you see, now you got, you playing the guitar and he's real good at guitar. Like before you wanted to do this and you know, you was going to be a DJ and he's like, I'm trying to figure out, man, you know, everybody ain't got it like you, you know, why couldn't, I saw you wrote about the book. Why couldn't you embellish it a little bit? You know, you made me look all bad. And it's funny. He's not so mad at him not embellishing his character compared to how he realized Harper's embellishing himself. Self, yeah. Cause he really, and that's, he almost pointed no. out, he's like, ain't that the buttery shit you writers do embellish, you know, Things and he got that little glint. Yeah, like cater things to the way that you want it to be. Because he knew, it, he knew that the way he read the book, the way the, what was written in the book was bullshit. Mm-hmm. And he knew it from Jump he, Street, from I guess from and, <laughs> before anybody else really did. And he got this glint in his eye when he's saying it. Like that's the whole thing. Like Quentin's whole time is like, I know you full of shit. And you busy looking down at me and judging me when I know you act like this shit don't sink. And I know it do. And he kept trying, his whole mistake was kept trying to outsmart, looking down to Quentin. Quentin knew exactly what's going on. And Quentin kept poking at him and kept poking at him. And it was like, you know, basically like to, to teach him a lesson. 
Yeah. He taught a, his whole thing was teaching a lot of people lessons. Because it's funny, I told you initially when I saw this movie, I hated his character. And I guess that's just where I was at mentally at the time and age. Now, me looking at this, I'm like, nah, he was he was kicking facts. And he wasn't fooling himself to believe something that he wasn't. You know, he knew he had shit See? with him too. But he, you know, like you say, he could tell everybody else about their shit while depending, knowing his own shit. Yeah. Depending on your age, you're supposed to. Because it's like, you know, because also colorism is a thing in this. Because it's like, you know, Tay Diggs, Harold Perry, no more, just another brown skin. Then you got old, light skin, light eyes, <laughs> shifty looking. He and he's you know, he like a scammer, and it's like something oily about him. And he talking fast, like yeah, I'm about to, I'm a pimp, <laughs> you know all that stuff. And it's like this supposed like, and you see these three professionals, and you see this guy just messing around. So you're supposed to kind of give him the side eye. That's what they want you to do. Mm-hmm. But then you pay attention. It's like nah, you listen to what he's saying. It's like he ain't really wrong. He like he definitely like he him and Robin are the only like two baby faces in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's it, pretty much. Um, and because everybody else is either like borderline or definitely like like madmen. And speaking of borderline, Lance comes in. Imagine oh, I'm like imagine Reggie Bush with a successful career. Cause they make him out like he perfect. Cause he come out there and it's Morris Chestnut. He's smiling. He got the cross on, and the women just lose their damn mind. He dressed to the nines like, hey, what's going on? Just like the center of attention. And it's like, I never liked you anyway. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you know, Brown and New Jack City. I just, I don't know what it is. I just frown my face up. It's like perfect bastard, like yuck. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What can you say? Yeah. I think I think every man goes through that, especially if their significant other has a fan of. But it's not just how he looks. It's his whole character. Cause he's an all-pro running back, graduated summa cum laude Bullshit. from school. Bullshit, because he said some dumb shit, and we'll get to that. No, actually, no. Those are two separate things. Yeah, I book know. knowledge. I'm picking. I mean, it's kind of like, and I've met a lot of people, and it's funny where I know a lot of people who think like Lance, a whole lot of people. Ooh. So that's why, like, this is perfect. Like, you know, he's just college educated, charming like that. Did his whole stuff back in the day. Now he got his wholesome woman. I got the cross. I love Jesus. That's a whole big thing. Like, you know. I embrace my religion. It saved the day for me. I got my good woman at home. I'm wholesome. He's like a flawed Superman because 90% of him, he portrays himself as perfect. It's that 10% that's there. Like it's like a sliver insecurity because he know how he used to be and he ain't sure like if everything's on up on the up and up based on how he used to be. And it just peaks in from time to time because like, you know, yeah, I'm making all this money. I'm doing all good. And that's why my woman at home and she ain't got to work and everything, like everything the way it's supposed to be. Perfect thing. But it was built on quicksand. That quicksand ain't hard and all the way. And he, he deep down, he knows. And the book points it out some. And Quentin, Quentin starts that. And the book finishes it. 
Yeah. Quentin definitely starts it. Uh, my issue... Okay. All right. Well, you on him a whole tip. Basically, it's what you want to say. Lance is... He's an interesting character. Because... Not to dive at all into, you know, my religion, but some of the stuff that he says as being a Christian, I'm just looking at him like, what? What are you talking he's about? A, he's a, he's a, he's an educated misogynist. Yeah, clearly. That's, I mean, it's, that's the oxymoron. Like he is college educated. He has like, you know, he's not a dummy. He just has a very specific thought process on men and women dynamics that, Unfortunately, a lot of men, and it's not even a Republican thing. It's a successful man thing. It's a whole lot of men, especially black men. You reach a certain money point, and they think exactly like that. And you know, it's nothing. I think there's nothing wrong with it. I just think the way that line and that what was delivered was kind of like, oh, okay, I guess if that's what you want to go with. Oh, I, know, I know she. I know she never had nobody because the way she curved my dick. You mean that line? that and countless others <laughs> because he just kind of told uh, go be a dog yeah you, I, what what are you talking oh. about right now well the whole thing is he ain't gonna do it here's the whole thing with lance he knows how he is but he knows how his boy is too he ain't judging harper he know harper they best friends they've been through the ups and downs through school so he know exactly how harper rolls he knows how Harper feels about Jordan. True. Get it out the way. I mean, like the whole thing, like this. You worry about it this much. You want to be sure about Robin. Go ahead and do it. Is that the sound advice? No. Is that practical advice? Yeah. Practical okay. advice isn't always moral advice, but practical is practical. His whole thing is like this. You've been talking about this for like almost a damn decade. Right. You want it, she want it. Y'all both here. Another one of y'all married. You talking about Robin, if you go ahead and do it. And then whatever happened, happened. Then work it out. That's that, his that's his advice. That was absolutely the worst Christian advice I've ever heard. We and fall again, down. And again. Back up. Yeah, again. But I understand because like you said, he's ten percent flawed. So that's where the that's this is where some of his flawed things come into because like what are you talking about right now bro you supposed to be a man of god so if you're a man of god would god want this right now what are you like i'm just like i get it and i don't get it but i understand what the character is supposed to i guess symbolize because pretty much every we granted everybody's flawed in the movie there's no perfect person in the movie mm -hmm. i mean close maybe robin and that's just only because you didn't see her she really wasn't in the movie from you know just the beginning and then the end of the movie. So. Yeah, she's basically like an outsider. Is the point of being an outsider? So yes. And speaking of other outsiders, we get introduced to Shelby. Oh boy. See, I am so <laughs> I am so I am so conflicted with Shelby. Oh, I know that text was everything because I used to have crushes on women like Shelby's when I went to Howard. And when I watched the movie, yeah, it's like Shelby's supposed to be the the one that's hated on because she's like snooty and, you know, blah, 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 it's like that. But I'm like, was she that bad? You, you hit it on, you were right. You were right. Yeah, she basically wanted her man 
she wanted the best for her man. And she thought her his best was like, take this job as law firm, be financially successful. You can always get back in charity. We be, you know, living a good life. I just want you to be your best. And I want to push you your best. And stop trying to do this hero. Like, it's more than one way to be a hero. Some people want to be the punisher. Some people want to be Batman. Be Batman. Make the money, and then you can give back. Live your best life. I just wanted the best. Was she domineering a little bit? Yeah, but yes. Merch was a punk. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Merch was like, I'm because it probably felt like, you know, Shelby out my league, and that's how my baby girl won, or anything like that. Well, that's, and that's clearly evident that she, you know, he, he, over, he overkicked his coverage. He basically got with a woman that was out of his league. And I, and I will say this. It's funny that you say that because it's kind of like one thing I have learned as I've gotten older that does not exist. It ain't. People think it though, the whole outkick your coverage thing. It's like, let me tell you something. If you're doing something with your life and you got confidence, you got a chance. It may, may be no guarantee, but you got a chance. Well, you know you what? Know. You might be right on that. You might absolutely be right. Because I have seen in real life and I've seen on social media too many instances where you see this woman that has all this. You want to like you see with a man like what he got. It ain't always because he got money. It ain't always because he's famous. Like money definitely helps and fame definitely helps. Looks sometimes looks is the most looks mean the least when it comes to a man. That's the dirty secrets. Like women be lusting over these men on Instagram and Twitter and like they look a certain way. They never date and marry them. They never do. It's because that stuff is like, that's cool, but you really don't get that Harry that you want. They just want somebody that's going to make them feel special, not have them look stupid, handle the responsibilities, and treat them like a loving woman and make them laugh. If they got that, you got stuff going for yourself, you always got a chance with anybody. I don't care who she is. So Merch had enough stuff going to pull something like Shelby. Shelby actually see that Merch has potential. He just needs guidance. And she right. He does need guidance because this guy's like, he get led around the nose too much. He still got this thing like he's searching for something. You know, like I'm trying to, I want to be a hero. I want people to look at me like a hero. But the way they got the movie established, like, oh, she's a bitch. And I wonder, I wonder if like if this is ever, you know, somebody say, oh, I'm going to redo this movie. And in today's time, I don't think she'd be looked at looked at that way. I really don't. We've always here's the thing: we've always had this black woman character in every type of movie. Yeah. We've always had that. But if she did the and, same exact thing that she did in this one, and like you breaking it down, that she only wanted the best for him, and she didn't want him to die. This motherfucker had to get a gun. He had to get a gun from one of the people, and he said it like it was nothing. I had to take a gun from a kid, like it was everyday yeah. conversation. <laughs> But here's the thing, and and I told you people going to Tyler Perry about this too, because too many times they say, oh, the black woman with the career, she's the villain. And because what's the movie, Mr. Good Deeds, when Tyler Perry's married to Gabrielle Union or about to get married to Gabrielle Union, like he's rich oh, and yeah. she's rich and successful. Mm-hmm. And instead, he ends up with Fanny Union, like she's a crackhead or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and people like, what type of stuff is that? And they be like, well, she really understands him and sees him, and she ain't a use. And it's like, black professional women hate that. 
Because it's like they feel like they got to choose between being a career independent woman or being wife. And they they hate that they get forced where they get forced in that change and they always get labeled like they the feeling. Like, it's reasons to hate Shelby. It had nothing to do with her wanting the best for merch. She was over, she might have been overbearing, controlling, but it's like it was for a purpose. And spoiler alert, the fact that she loses him out to a college stripper after one night. <sighs> Yeah, I know it's played for laughs. It's, it's something off with that. Oh, I feel like that's a lot to unpack. I yeah, get, I, I definitely, to, I definitely get what you're saying though. And we won't even get into this. And and basically, look how the sequel turns out. She's a, she's on Real Housewives or whatever, and she's a millionaire, and she's still mad that she lost her man to a stripper. <laughs> 10 years later that's all that girl is and yeah so we'll leave that alone but it's like and, the, and it's funny where none of none of his like none of the, the male friends like her the women wait, friends is, wait time out time out okay they're all friends right so yeah, with Shelby all, is Shelby with, okay with Shelby how long was she dating merch they've been dating for a while so they were dating in college too, or at least since college. Okay, they've I'm... all known each other because because she talks about how she's in the book too. And when she get in the name, she called Langston Snooze. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about you know, I I read what you wrote about me in your little <laughs> piffy little book. The next time you think about doing that, do me a favor, don't. Like she's like, how dare you write about? Like she is she is put upon at all. Like she has no tolerance for Merch's friends, and they all no, they've been friends in school. I was just wondering what Quentin's, she was. I was wondering if she was the, from the, you know, she was looking from the outside, and then you know, because she got with merch, then she's in the group. No, they all know each other because okay. Quentin, either Quentin Lance made comment tomorrow, she's been doing the same shit for seven years. Okay, so they all know each other from school back in the day, and she's played outside. And another part of it was when I first saw the movie, I thought she was just light skinned I didn't realize she was Panamanian. Until the electric slide came on and she's moving a certain way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Whatever. But, but it's like, it's way, yeah. Look, not this. Her, their rhythm's different, and you know what it is. You know where you live. That, Come on, that. Yeah. That definitely could have stayed. That could have stayed as a text. You didn't have to say that. <laughs> I, I'm saying it because it plays the whole thing. It's like they do. Spike. Look, the Lee family does certain things with colorism. And it's funny how the movie set up with the, you know, Shelby looking outside from anyway because she looks, she looks different from the rest of them. Even for a bunch of like professional people, she's super pith, she's super snooty and everything. Like she's like a out. I can't believe they're all friends. At all, like Shelby being friends with any of them. Mm-hmm. I get you, but yeah, but it's like how this play like, but we've we've had relations like that, so that's the whole thing there. And then we run into Mia. <laughs> Why you start laughing? Why you start laughing? Because <laughs> we, I Mia, she's a good girl, right? She's a good girl. Mm-hmm. So, so we think. <laughs> Boy, Monica Cow. It's funny because it's it's hard to see Monica Calhoun in this role and not think of her in the Players Club, right? 
which is so shifty and the scandals and that. And me is basically like the whole the perfect black wife. Cause she's college educated. She's smart. She knows football. She could have had a career if she wanted, but she's fine not having a career. She can just, you know, she's content being at home and letting her man be the Christian head of the home. And she's there to be the good wife delivering babies. It's kind of like, that's what a lot of black men think they want. And it's like, she's just never done anything wrong. Like she's just like a damn Disney princess. Her voice so soft. Oh, my dearest friend Harper. Boy, that hits different. Them just interacting is just all weird. You did it. He, Lance, my dear, he dedicated the book to us. My love, Harper. Such a gentleman. He gave me such joy. Like, it's just so... And then, it's so saccharine, sickening when you don't know the history. Once you find the history, it's just like... He should have threw him off the roof. Then, <laughs> no, even then, Mia's never, Mia's never shamed a slander. No. Never. The movie played off like she's just justified in everything she does. And to a, a point, they kind of write. I just like how they just have this thing where, you know, Mia's just like the verge, like Mia's perfect. Everyone loves Mia. And Mia just loves her. And it's And you know what's funny? All the interactions when it's Mia, Lance, and, and Harper. You notice how Lance acts when Mia be all cuddly, bubbly with, with Harper? He's a little defensive. Like, he plays it off. Yeah, he plays off. But it's opposite. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it, damn, why you hugging up on him like that? You can't get him. <laughs> like, you know, it's Harper. He ain't shit, you know, playing all like this, my friend. But the more the more the movie goes on, he's just getting this look like, like, what's going on? You know. Like as more stuff goes in, so and it's funny how how they portray the time because it's that whole inkling there, and I don't know if it's the book, Quentin, or combination of both, because like it's it's because I think something like Lance knows all the stuff he did back in the day, and he probably realized like you know I don't want to think about it. I'm 99 percent sure it didn't happen, but it's a one percent sure that me it got me back once, but I don't mm-hmm. know who it is. And it's just nagging. It's like he only like he won't even think it's Harper. But it's like the way they just vibe and stuff. They vibe more than like friends. Yeah, because he's the one that introduced, kind of introduced them to each other. And I think he was there. He was both of their crutches. When something went wrong, I guess she would confide in him. And when he fucked up, when Lance fucked up, he would tell him like, "Yo, I fucked up." So it was kind of like he was in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm just far. And meanwhile, not only is he doing with that, Stay he's doing his own people. thing. Yes, don't be that middle person. And it's also why he was being that middle person. He got his own. He had his own stuff with Jordan. Like you know, we almost did the thing, and then the the tape skipped. <laughs> you know, they yes. flashback. So that's so that's why Jordan still that because Jordan's like you know, both of them had this feeling like you know what, we should have been together. And circumstances prevent us from being together. And we're here now. And it's not ideal, but it's like, you know, fate has put us here. Why your girl, you know, your girl ain't here yet. That's a sign. So yeah. 
So it's a whole lot of backstory drama that's colored everyone's thought process now. Yes, and Mia is, like you said, she's portrayed in a certain way right now. <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. by the end of the movie, you may feel different. Yeah, so they all together, they playing, they playing cards. Oh and this is where the drama, this is where the drama start. Because, uh... you know, because at first, because let's establish, so Quentin think Merch need to stand up for himself, be a man, stop being let around the nose by Shelby. He's right. Right, yeah. How he's doing this obnoxious. Lance had this idea, like, they asked Lance, like, why are you ready to sell don't get married? And Lance, like, you know, I've had all the women I can have. Me is the one, like, you know, what's there to argue about? And it's funny how Harper and Quentin is like, they look at like monogamy, especially Quentin, like, you being monogamous is insane. That makes no sense. Yeah. And you already see he has issues, I guess, with marriage or his mother. Because whenever they bring it up, they're like pan the camera on him and he kind of get this like look like, yeah, why are we even talking about this? Mm-hmm. And then it's leading the whole thing. It's like, you know, you never thought Mia did anything. It's like, oh, you know, Mia's the one. She was a virgin and she's I'm like, what is Lance thinking? And I know it's like they met and she was like all, you know, virginal and smart and everything like that and all this. But it's kind of like y'all didn't meet in high school. Exactly. So you think Mia you think Mia did nothing till y'all met freshman year? Like, you know, sometimes people wait that long, but a lot of times they don't. Like Mia's not ugly. And Mia's soft spoken, but she ain't like shy. She assertive when she needed to be. She was assertive. She put Lance in. She put Lance's place in school. That's what made him attracted to her in the first place. So they talk is like, you sure? And then Lance with his whole tip thinking like, of course I'm sure. She ready to have my babies and the curve my dick. Perfect. That's how I know she, she ain't never do nothing. And there's a whole thing. Quentin know because he read the book. Mm-hmm. And who? And, and Quentin. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Quentin put two and two together because the whole time. Lance is talking. Quentin has had his glean like, you really think that, don't you? He ain't looking at he ain't looking at Harper. Harper looking well, at Harper, Quentin, though. <laughs> sure. Harper looking at Quentin. It's like, you know, he gonna say nothing. And he's like, well, you know, well, if she did something, you feel like she'd be justified, you know, because you know all the dirt you did, it'd be like karma. And the whole thing, Lance, you could the tension is boiling because Quentin ain't got a care in the word. He just poking and poking because he know he right. And Lance is getting mad. It's just boiling. You know why? Because Lance knows right. Mm-hmm. And he and he does not want to admit it to himself. He knows. But Quentin saying it's the truth. He just don't want to hear it. He blows. I forgot how man he tipped over the damn table. And Merce like, oh, you know, jumping off like he a white woman. <laughs> and it's like. That's the type of conversation only your friends can have with each other. Yeah, because it take a lot, take a lot of boldness to go that route. Basically saying like, you know, you sure you can trust your woman the weekend of the damn wedding. But you know the funny thing is that conversation is not for Lance. Oh, it's for um Harper. It's for Harper. It's directed at Lance, but you know he's talking to a different audience. He just never look at it because he. That's the whole thing. Quentin knew exactly what happened first. Other people figured out too. 
And that's when it's like Harper realized I gotta get the book away. And you know, they break it up and it's like, you know, I gotta go take a piss and Harper getting all mad, like why you go out there? And he's like, too many people living lies. Y'all be on that bullshit. Y'all need to cut that out. It's basically the whole thing. He he this motherfucker he around the road talking about so Quentin, Quentin, where the book at? I don't know. He Quentin is talking on the phone. I guess trying to get his next session in with a girl. He like, man, it's over there somewhere. Leave me alone. Cause like, mm-hmm. he's not worried about it. It's not his problem, but he knows. And then he just yeah, like it. it has nothing, it has nothing to do with him. And Harper trying to you cannot close Pandora's box once it's open. And the, his efforts to try to close it made it worse. Cause he was like trying to get the book away. Lance reading him talking about, oh, you know, the Ebony Humpers, yada yada yada. It's like this book. Once Lance started reading it, Harper knows like I'm on a clock. I cannot let Lance finish this book because Lance ain't dumb. Cause it's like Quentin already figured it out, and Jordan figured it out. Yeah, it was because it, it was only breadcrumbs people were picking up at first. They you know. Nobody really knew, maybe except for Robin, but other than his friends, they were just picking up little things. But once once Jordan started reading the whole thing with the forehead kisses and stuff with the flashbacks, it's like, wait a second, you we never had sex, so what's going on? And then she put two and two together, realized, oh, so you did something with Mia, cause yeah. First we find out in college, like you know, they started dating, and then I guess. That wait, man wait. with the cotton bowl. It's a flashback. Before you get what? there, I got one thing to ask you. And I, uh-huh. I, I've been, just been bothering me. Have you ever, around this time, this is 1999, have you ever remembered a black movie dealing with a black character that's an atheist? I don't remember anyway. I was, I, it just, I just thought about that the, uh, the other day when I watched it. I was like, hmm, I've never seen this before. No. No. This is interesting. No. Because normally black characters, they were all in the, they was either all oh, Christian yeah. or, or one was like converted Muslim. Yeah. So it was just, it was, it was interesting the way they tackled Harper's character about that. Yeah. Or they would have the one that was like spiritual, but not religious. Yeah. But they never had like somebody like, I just reject God. And that was a whole big sticking point. Cause like, you know, um, Lance thing is like you know I did look how I made this to the grace of God and what's her I did I pulled I myself by my bootstraps. bootstraps I my bootstraps I did this because of me it was my pen and pad oh <laughs> buddy wait till oh wait till part two help me <laughs> yeah. so anyway we flashback what because prayer comes a whole thing they talk about prayer because basically Lance comes to. Harper needs prayer because Mia found out he he got some strains at the Cotton Bowl. How did she find out? Twitter wasn't a thing. People talk, and probably Lance was probably sloppy because Lance was just knocking. But it was already established Lance was a womanizer back then, just knocking out everything. He a star running back in college with the SEC, probably. Probably. So, how many women he getting? Now you're getting a lot. All, all, all of them. Yeah. Looking the way he's looking, every single one. She probably found out. I found out. I got real titties. And I love her and everything. It's like, let's pray. We need to pray Jesus. And like, I don't, like, come on, let's pray. And you're going to pray it out and everything. Yeah, you should have prayed harder. Because Jordan put two and two together. She confronts me about it. Oh, boy. That girl's not for town. Oh my goodness. I got so infuriated when I was. 
What we shared was needed. He gave me what he wanted. He was a friend, and he was a perfect gentleman, and I will always love him for it. Was she reading off another script? Was she reading like off a Disney script or something? (laughs) Oh my God! She just made it sound like it was just so virtuous. Like he, the homie, did me a favor. And it's like, <laughs> do not realize what you did. And it's kind of like, it's not a whole pro. And it, okay, it's hard to talk about it. You don't want to make it like it's, you know, it's a property thing. And it's like, you know, it's you own this person and all this stuff and nonsense. But it's like, we all want to get revenge. But the, the best friend, and even if she feels justified, and that's to be determined because, you know, it shouldn't like, you know, on a certain standpoint, it shouldn't matter. But, you know, man, like she chose that. She chose Harper for a reason. Harper should have known better. Yeah. Like and his, and his, his reasoning, because he was the one that put them together. Like what? So he felt obligated to wait a minute. You felt what? Because you did what? Because he felt like if I didn't bring them together, she wouldn't be feeling this pain. So I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock it down for the homie. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like that's gonna, that's gonna come out. <laughs> oh my goodness! This is a like I said, Harper's a madman. He, he's he's a he's a super villain. That's and not only that, not only did it happen, he wrote about it. That again. No matter how much you try to hide, it's like you wrote about, you dedicate. It's like your friends. If it's about your friends, your friends know what happened and who did what, who didn't do what. So it's like you talk about this stuff. So and everything's like a kind of like a remix. So you was coming with me, but you had sex, but it wasn't with me. So who was it? Who else could have been with? Yeah. So like Jordan, it was like Jordan's like you know because Jordan's the other woman. Like I know you do know with me. You talking about you did it with somebody, and I know you and me are best friends, and I know how Lance used to roll. And it's like you know me had told him me had felt justified, but guess what? Jordan don't care because what Jordan do? Go ahead. Because at first he because he reminds she's like you know oh your woman ain't here. What's up with that? She's still waiting for you. She's stupid or something? <laughs> like. The, he's side-eyeing the hell out of Robin on the slide. Like, oh, I can't believe she doing that. She just letting you here by yourself. I like how you look at boxes. Fuck all that. I want to I wanna make love to you tonight. She did nothing wrong. This, mm-hmm, this ain't, you know, your woman ain't here. Karma has put us together. We can just get it out of our system. What do you mean she ain't do nothing wrong, Jeff? Nia Long is, Okay. All right. See, I get confused sometimes. I get, I, I'm, I'm like my man on Sin City. <laughs> I get confused. We talk about Jordan, right? We're not talking about Nia Long, cause no, we get no slander on Nia Long on this show. Man, whatever. <laughs> oh, what? Want. So I'll just say this: like, no Nia Long slander, but Jordan was shysty. I mean, she was. All jokes aside, yeah. I mean, 
Because it's like, she put the offer, that's fine. It's how she's talking about Robin. She's basically like side on Robin. Like, Robin was a damn fool. I wouldn't have left my eyes off this hunk of a man and left him on town. And she just dealing with all this shit. Fine. She, if she letting this happen, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. Jordan was. Nope. Had issues. I mean, it's the thing. I've. I know about those type of situations. So I understand. I get the whole thought process. It's the timing. It's the timing. It's because it's just too damn messy. It's you be the best man at your boy's wedding. Your girl coming the next day. You really got it in you to do that and just be all cool. Because ain't gonna be like it's a one and done out the system and like we just go our separate ways. Jordan ain't thinking that way. Oh, you were absolutely breaking up with Robin. Mm-hmm. Jordan thinking, I'm going to throw this corporate box on him, and I got him. <laughs> That's what she thinking. She ain't thinking, like, I'm just getting this one thing so my question's answered, and I can go on with my life. Harper might be thinking that, but Harper ain't thinking that either, because Jordan is the one in Harper's eyes, so that's my whole thing. That plan was wrought with disaster from anyway. Somebody getting hurt. Yeah. And you doing a, the weekend of the wedding. The weekend of the wedding, the best man. This motherfucker got a book. Uh, yo, it's 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 uh, yeah, it's a messy movie. It's a messy cast of not cast of character. These two characters are probably the messiest out of out of everybody. Even over Lance, because they, we know Lance was a dog. We know he know he was fucking around and stuff like that. But Harper is almost. I want to say he oblivious to like things that were going to happen. Like he didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't foresee hubris. He didn't foresee any of this stuff happening. And I'm no, I'm just gonna go down to the weekend and everything will be fine. Uh, you know, somebody got the book, and even in him, when people will point out stuff, well, wait a minute, Harper in the book. Oh no, you know, no, this is not me, and blase blase. And as soon as Quentin come, it's downhill because he like, man, fuck you, I know what's up. <laughs> I know what you did. I ain't gonna say what you did, but you. I want you to know that I know. Oh, oh, and not to mention off top of that, he was gonna fuck Jordan and probably break up with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. All types of stuff. So yeah, Harper's a wild boy. Yeah, so it's a wild boy about to get wilder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because this it's like all this stuff going on, they got all this planning, they get in the suits there, and then it's like we're gonna have the bachelor party. And first show is like, oh, you know, make sure you're in boss because your frame does nothing for American style and everything. Yeah, we need to talk about our future and stuff. And at this point, Quentin is like, you need to man up. And eventually he mans up because they go into the bachelor party, like, oh. I guess you on this ragamuffin hood friends where you hang around some hoochie mamas and get your groove on, I guess. And they playing off like she's just being a nag and controlling. I guess she knew what her man was, didn't she? Because what, what ended up happening? Listen, listen. Okay. Is this too much to unpack with that? It, it's definitely levels. I'm not saying that you're wrong. You're not wrong. But the movie portrayed that they weren't right for each other. And that's when I'm going to hang my head on on that. Yeah. They weren't meant for each other, but you're absolutely right because in the Tyler Perry movie, oh, uh, Candy would be the damn villain. 
she would be crucified. Because no, actually, we would know in a Tyler Perry movie, Candy would be the hero. We'd be definitely like they would have been more heavy handed with Shelby, and we would have criticized Tyler Perry for writing it that way. Oh yeah, okay, well, yeah, I got it the wrong. Yeah, way. okay, yeah. And my thing is, yes, they were the wrong for each other. Is the way to handle it. It's how they handle it that's the problem. Cause it's set up like you know Shelby just being a party pooper and she heavy handed stuff, and she's like, we got some issues. And I want to work out these issues during this time frame and just get them out the way instead of letting stuff fester. Which is human. No, I just hit. And, me. It just and, hit me. The friends didn't like her, so they were like, "You need to stop messing with her." Simple. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. basically what it came down to. She, she holds you. She holds you for me. And you feel like the friends are justified because they don't belong together. No, those are two separate things. They don't belong together. But look who's selling them. Harper about to knock off some girl that ain't his. <laughs> And Quentin, that don't believe in having a woman to begin with. Yeah. Like, so two of the people who telling you is whatever. And the third is Lance, who's telling Harper, go ahead, knock off Jordan, just get out the system. So, yeah, who you really trust? It's like getting the relationship advice from the horseman. <laughs> <laughs> like, you go ahead and ask Ric Flair for dating advice if you want and see where that leads you. So, it's how they played off like Shelby just being a shrew. Yeah. She uh she Yeah, the more and more I think about it, I think they should have did more to I don't know, to to show that they weren't right for each other. Cuz you know, you said it, you knew it, you felt it, and that but we only knew it and felt it because the friends didn't like her. They didn't particularly care for. Her. And I think we've all dealt with one of our friends dating with somebody that we particularly maybe didn't care for, but I don't think we went to the extent that they didn't went, went to. And and guess what? Even, it's funny, even Jordan felt a way about Shelby. She like, the sisters make it hard for the rest of us. Like, you nagging too much. Stop trying to control your man and everything like that. Which is real funny. Like, it was something on, it's kind of like, I think Mia was the only person that really liked Shelby. Cause Mia like everybody. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like Shelby has a personality. Shelby wasn't necessarily wrong. They just, it's just played it. So they made her to be wrong. Cause you, cause it's the whole Walter White thing. You want the bat. You want the guys to have fun. Stop. Let's stop defending the man. Like he just want to go to a bachelor party. He just want to, and the whole, and it doesn't hurt where it's like, Merch is like, I want to take care of the kids and the city and stuff like that. How are you going to hate on that? Yeah, Under no. normal circumstances. Like, move on. Real life-wise, you can hate on that. He's like, you're going to get shot. Go get the damn job. you talking about. Yeah, once he's, I mean, they let it be known. I, he had to take a gun. Merch, what are you doing, damn it? Go with uh, <laughs> I want to help these kids. Well, I say, fuck them kids, as Michael Jordan would say. <laughs> you can help them kids by making money. Like, no offense. So... That's he finally stood up. They all chant like merch, 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 merch. <laughs> I'm like, that gotta be so humiliating for Shelby. Cause like they just looking at you like I'm just a bitch holding my man back and everything. So <sighs> they go to the party. And what was Harper drinking? I don't know. Harper merchant, all of them, because boy, one or two shots and these boys were out of here. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, before we talked about that, they had the they had like the you know the dinner party there, and it's and me is there giving a speech about how you know dedicated the book. It's you know we so oh, oh our dear friend Harper he loves us so much and we will always love you. You see the look Lance give Harper and Mia. Like I ain't too sure about this because he started reading because he had started reading the book, mm-hmm. and then the book van you know so he started getting to a certain point. He's not there yet, but it's like you know he started reading and Harper knows at this point it's like. He cannot read this book because he's gonna get this chapter. He's gonna if everybody's put two and two together, he's gonna put two and two together. He don't want it there. But Mia, that's the whole thing. Mia has no idea. Nope, because she ain't reading the book. She ain't reading the book because she don't need to. She know how life is like that. Mm-hmm. So she does, and she knows like you know Harper ain't gonna Harper ain't gonna tell Lance, and Lance is never would never think that Harper would do something like that. And she feels justified anyway because of the past. I was in a certain way. I'm cool. So I can love my friend that was there for me when I needed him to be in the way I needed him to be. And I will always love you for that. Oh, dear, Lance, is Harper our friend? She, I'm just still laughing. <laughs> she was reading off another script. I'm telling you. That was Joe. Uh, she's so blessed. She's like Janet Jackson. <laughs> That's how she was talking, how Janet Jackson talks, not how Janet Jackson sings. And she's just so, you know, people, I am blessed by the heavenly spirit and each day is a new day and I embrace the day. And, it, and think about it. She living in a big house with this, the, the love of her life and she ain't got up. She can just be herself. Why wouldn't she be happy? Yeah. What stress does she have? None. None at all. So, so they have the party. And my man Fandango come out here. He's like, what's a high, what's a high pay for looting niggas up in here? I, was, <laughs> I always laugh at that line. I'm like, I say that every time I go to Howard Homecoming. Cause like, that's the whole thing. Everybody there seemed like they, they paid. So it's like, you got money to spend. And he got the girls there. Lyra's Cross, I remember her from like the video of Black Men Magazine days. This is before Instagram, where it took effort to be like, you know, a black model. Oof. I could just imagine, like you know, like I could just, Melissa Ford would have been a millionaire if she came out when Instagram was a thing. Like some of those, some of these women that was out back in the day, like y'all have no idea. Now it's like any New York bartender can go down to Miami, throw some tattoos, get some implants, and they—I'm not hating on. Them, I'm just saying it's different because it's saturated. Like you know, the game saturated, like streaming services. Everybody doing it now. Four is like you know, you have to be. Top notch to get there. Yeah, you're right about that. It's tough out there. No. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, it was kind of like it's things change. Technology changes everything. So he's there, and he's got you know, Lyra's cross. She's like what five eleven, six foot, the tall one. Yeah, the, the old with old lizard tongue one. <laughs> and then the, and the other one looking all good. And then who there sneaking behind? Candy. Yeah, Candy. You know, she ain't she ain't really want to be there, but she got to pay the bills. In a hall, looking you know college. She looking like a college student, all hesitant, everything like that. And it is like, oh, is this the unlucky man getting married? And they throwing it on. And the whole thing is like this. 
Mr. Womanizer Lance is just like, you know, I want to have fun, but not too much fun. Like, it's almost like he he was comfortable, but he wasn't like trying to get all up in it. He was just like, you know, I'm just here chilling and everything like that. And Harper there blitzed out his mind like he had, he had like he had WrestleMania. Like, what did he drink? See, I, I don't know. I think it was some shots. I can't remember what they were drinking, but I don't know who. Was, I think Merch was worse because Merch only had one shot and he was done. Merch was just like, I don't want to be here. Like, whatever. He's still mad. You know, like, I'm just in the corner. And Harper ready to get down. He rooting on anything like this. Like, oh, let me hook up with my man Harper. And they doing the splits and everything. And they thought, you know, before that, Harper found the book. Oh, we missed the whole part. Because they, when you were there at the restaurant, and they had this conversation. And they give him the pound like Harper didn't even wash his hands. Oh boy, <laughs> in a handshake the last. I almost forgot. Nasty bastard. Like yes, we should have realized this is a villain. And, and he and he said, "I'm gonna go ahead and get some food." <laughs> yeah, because he looking there like you know, make sure you hold on to the ring and everything. He's the best man and like that in the speech and everything. And then Quentin sees Harper get the book. Quentin don't say nothing. Quentin don't snitch. Quentin just looking. Because Quentin know. Mm-hmm. You know. And he knows why Harper's doing what he's doing. And you know, the, you know what the worst part was? If Harper hadn't done anything and left stuff alone, he'd been fine. Yep. Because How Lance get, how Lance get the book again? He found it in his uh, jacket. Yeah. So they thought the stripper stole the jacket off. Lance cast the jacket. He's like, you see the book. He's like, why Harper got the book again? Why is he? Why is he so fix, uh, fixated about this book? Mm-hmm. Like you Lance said. was already like a yeah. Lance was already thinking a certain thing. He just gonna just look like, oh, what's really going on? So he we'll get back to Lance later. So he's in there, you know, he's reading. Man, they're doing a dance and stuff, and then candy. <laughs> Regina Hall there looking around like girls like Candy are dangerous like sexy and innocent like at that age and stuff and it's kind of like you know yeah it's fun like looking at Regina Hall like a sex pot now because she's almost 50 years old but I remember when that came I was like yeah Mercy ain't standing that chance because soon as she put her eyes on Merch it was a rat Merch didn't stand a prayer <laughs> they're all so she, she and he's all I just want to like do you love me <laughs> he was gone one dance and he's like yeah Candy loves you baby like come on he's like he hugging all snugged up on her stuff and I have seen that in the club before yep. and those things happen. I always love like not saying that relationships can't happen in the club they don't happen like that that's like he was just and I'm wondering, like, it's it must have been no affection with him and Shelby. That's all it took. Uh, yeah, they were. It, some was off, but he was drinking too. So you know. See, I don't drink, so I can't speak on that. It's like that. You take one drink. Not nah, no, no, so- no, no, no. The the one drink thing was I don't know, but you know. I'm gonna just average it out for people who may not, you know, who may casually drink three or four drinks, maybe five. You know, you kind of dig in a different way. 
Now, I don't know how yes. I don't know other people tolerant, so that's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just so she's there and all cuddled up, and then Lance is reading the book while that D'Angelo song's playing, uh-uh. and the room turned red. Because he, he already because what happens now is he was already side eyeing uh, Harper. Now he's mm-hmm. like, okay, I found him about this damn book. This is like the third time, and now he actually has the book. Mm-hmm. Something's up. Let me see why then, he, why he so want me to have this book. And then he reading a chapter, anything like that, and it's just you know the way he read is like, oh, it's just so tender, and I want to the line. But the way they picture it, like me, and know exactly what she was doing. He was plotting nibble on the neck and she just threw it on him and they wouldn't know this. We just cuddling shit. It's like we doing multi. If you biting a pillow, they ain't just like, oh, that's the homie. And they just picturing it and this Lance getting more and more upset just sticking like that because that's his angel. That's just my, my princess unspoiled. And she doing all that with my with the homie. Ah, it, it's, almost, it's almost it's almost a fight of Mario fighting Luigi with the princess. It's tough out there. Mm-hmm. And he yeah, he did grab the war he to grab the invincibility star and ran up in Luigi's ass too <laughs> if he ever happened. So meanwhile, party's over. He's like, Oh, I hope, you know, I'm sorry, I hope I get your numbers. Like, oh, you know, it's the fantasy. That's how I work, you know. I don't mix business and pleasures. And then he dropped the line, like, you know, you have to be yourself for yourself. Otherwise, you'll be eaten alive. And then she's like, Oh, you say, oh, you quoted this book. And then it's kind of like Merch ain't super old. Mm-hmm. Like he got you know, she in college. So how old is she? She and Kyle's paying for college. 20. 21, 22. Maybe. She ain't no 21, 22. She's like 20, 19, 20. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> okay. If she graduated 18. She could be 21. She. Nah, she 20. She probably like a sophomore. <laughs> and mo- if she ain't a freshman, she probably like a sophomore. Okay. Between 19 and 21. Well, wait a minute. Who's to say what school she might be? She might be like a community college, so she might have just jumped in when she was twenty or something. We don't know. You know, it never was said. We just knew she was in college. She was in college, and she had a brain, and that's why I said, whatever you got, maximize it. Merch is smart. He's led with his intelligence, and that's probably like, oh, he reads the same type of books I read. He seemed like a thoughtful man. We'll talk and stuff. And they in the car talking about, let's go. I'm trying to eat. So I, that's why I don't be messing with these college girls. They always run their mouth. So, yeah. And it's like, while that's happening, while he throwing his Mac on, Lance comes out the room. Like, you fucked me up. And before that, Harper knocked on the door like, I'm about to go see Jordan. I'm about to blow her back out. She don't even know. I don't she don't even know. All loud and stuff. <laughs> and Lance come out the room and beats his ass. Throws a book at him, hitting him. The only thing that was missing was Batman sounds. Pow. Bang. Pow. Boom. And of course, it ain't going to be no fair fight because one, Harper's drunk. Two, Lance is a football player. 
Yeah. And I ain't so sure we ain't, you know, football. You know, it could be football players that don't have hands. But we knew for sure Harper ain't had no hands. Harper ain't had no hands. And Lance is justifiably angry. So he got vengeance-fueled hands. He's like Kratos where it's like, you know, made a rage of the gods, throw through your fist, Kratos. Like he is fired up. And he just beating his ass, throwing him over the bed. And Quentin is watching, just laughing. Like, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. Like he just want to see, he just want to see, you know, Harper humble, and then he about to throw him over the balcony, and that's when Merch knows, like, oh, you know, it's your friend. Like, don't leave. I want to talk to you. I pick you away. Even when your friend about to die, you think about the, you know, I want to be your friend. <laughs> Listen, man. Merch said he could have, you know, he could do both things. He could go save his friend and make a new friend. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that happens. He like the winds off, and then Quentin realized he went too far. He's like, I just wanted him to, but it's kind of like, what is? How do you think this is gonna end up? Uh, that's the that's the funny thing because Quentin was like, you know, that's your man, fifty grand and all. Karma don't come back like that. But you've already stated that Karma will come back like that. You stated that when y'all were playing poker or uh, playing uh, spades. So I didn't understand what they were trying to do there because it's already, you know what I'm saying? The cat is out the bag. We know it's out there. So I didn't understand that he wouldn't do that. Was that supposed to be like some Jedi mind trick or something? Because if you figured it out, <laughs> why y'all think, why y'all think he gonna think any different? Lance gonna think any different. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't think that far. Yeah, clearly. The madman writing a book didn't think that far at all. Hubris. Hubris. And you know why I say he's hubris? Because where does he go? He shows up at Jordan Place. After all that. So And what do you think? What do you think was gonna happen? <laughs> we gonna cuddle? He he goes there to berate her and then asks to cuddle. Mm-hmm. How much your fault and everything, and you want to be on Oprah and all, you know, they wouldn't have known about it. He she slapped the shit out of him, talking about, you know, you wrote the dumb ass book and you dirt, you put all our dirty laundry in there, and now you want to blame everybody else. He's like, you know, talking about we two peas in the pie. My hormones are raised, and I'm horny, and you all beat up. Fuck your peas, fuck your pie, get out. <laughs> She go, he said, can we at least cuddle? <laughs> she ain't there. She wasn't trying to do all that to cuddle. Yeah. She was there to get it on. And he come there like, you know, face all jacked up and everything. <laughs> oh, what's your man name? Uh, Mike Tyson, he's coming there looking like Little Matt. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Robin show up at the airport like, oh, you know, yeah, everything okay. You know, I don't wear my. Don't worry, I don't have my dress on. I'm gonna get messed up, and then Harper just slump at the chair. Oh, I thought like, it was, you got that was some good acting right there. That that mm-hmm. that was really good. That was a really good scene because it's like, yo, I'm I don't know what the fuck to do. Uh huh. But you know, who got no sympathy for his plight, Robin. Robin, you should watch this. Like you know, first you like yo, you sleep with her. Well, that's good, but it shows how you feel about me. And basically, says like. Through your actions, 
you basically ruin our relationship and you put Lance and me in a relationship in jeopardy because that stupid ass book. So fix it. And she absolutely right. All that stuff happened because he wrote that book. Yeah. To, to, again, because he needed to bear his soul. He needed to cleanse his soul. I'm just like, mm-hmm. and you did it in a way where, again, you, cle- you, you think your friends are stupid. You cleanse your soul through the fires of your friends. Yeah. A, a true hero. Damn morph. <laughs> you know what somebody made a good point that's how you know how jacked up morph was he can shapeshift to look at anybody and he decided to look like a crackhead he made that conscious choice to look like a crackhead mm-hmm. nah I'm not gonna fix my eyes I'm just gonna sit here and look like I smoked some meth he smoked that that shit must have I said that's he must have been smoking some black tar hair when mess with his ex gene Cause he was looking, cause he was looking rough. Like I, like I said, we learned through PTSD from the X Men. We didn't even realize it. So anyway, this happened. They trying to figure out how they gonna say the wedding. And okay, Merch shows up. Who's he there with? Cantus. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is some dirtbag shit. One night? This is some dirtbag shit, for real, though. You interact one night, and it's the night before, and y'all hit it off so much that you bring her to your homie's wedding, and then he's like, oh, this yeah, Shelby, um, this isn't working out. I'm not the man for you. You're not the woman for me. It's best we be honest about it, so I'm going to go my separate way and have a nice life. Bye. This is some dirtbag shit. Shelby- Shelby should have stabbed him in his neck and candy too. Yeah, I, I can't front on that because that was fucked. I'm like, yeah, it's cool for the movie and shit, but real life, you don't do no shit like that. Because Shelby ain't no random. They friends. They all in the same friend circle. If you got issues, y'all work that out before the wedding. Or y'all work that out after the wedding. Like y'all do that in person, y'all. I gotta holler at you real fast. You do that early. Prefer you do that. Look, Candy can wait a day. Mhm. Mhm. And they play it like, and they play it like Merch is a hero. Because he could have still said the same. He could have still said the same speech. Don't invite uh, Candy, and we would have been in the second movie. And I'm like, oh, well, they got they they got together, and it would have been perfectly fine. Mhm. Or do it, or do it beforehand. Meet up at the, you know, not because I'm I'm at the, you know, I'm at the church sticking to anything. If not 100% cool, and then you showing up with some tart <laughs> that you met the, you met the night before, and you bring it to the homies' wedding. Yeah. First, you got no backbone. I'm just trying to imagine if I'm trying to think like that in real life. Like we all like we all homies and somebody dumped a girl and bring the girl they met the night before the bachelor party to the wedding. I'd be looking side. I'd be looking side out when my friends did that to my wedding. Not to say like personal business, wherever y'all do is fine. But it's like I said before, it's not like Shelby was only there because she dating merch. They all knew each other. They were all friends. And you do my you doing a friend dirt like you doing your personal stuff dirty like that. Yeah, so, but it don't matter. Can't go me no way. No one knows where your Lance at. <laughs> and this is funny because everybody's beating Robin on the fly. 
Like, there's no, like, real hellos. This is like, oh, hey, okay, whatever. Where's Lance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Only, or only real connection I guess she made for that moment was with Mia. Mm-hmm. Because that's fine. Because, like, yeah, Robin Jordan is like, oh, hello. And Robin like, oh, what's up, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> So I meet you in person. And the whole thing is like this. Jordan knows that Robin knows. Like Robin never says never says it, but you can tell what the vibe is like, all right, she know. Cause she probably figured like, you know, Harper's the type that's going Harper would have told. Yeah, he was a, yeah. And it's like, what can you say in that situation? Jordan knows she wrong. Hey, nothing she can say to justify it. And Robin know that Jordan knows she wrong. So Robin ain't got to rub it in. But Robin being a bigger woman, a bigger woman than a lot of women would have been in that situation. Does it, wait a minute. Is anything said about that in the second one? Um, A little bit. Yeah, it's been a while it's, since I've seen it. It's, it's some slight tension there. I think it's more because they've been married and established and Jordan got a man. Okay. So it's more tension with Candy and Shelby. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's not like by that point, because keep in mind, it's like a decade since then. So it was like, you know, water under the bridge at this point. Yeah. So anyway, and Robin about to leave herself. She's like, y'all just here. Like, I ain't staying for this shit. <laughs> like, I'm about to catch my plane and stuff. Cause yeah, yeah, like Robin. And Robin justified like she don't really know all this and she find out all this dirt and stuff like the way it may not be a wedding. My man's about to my man would beat up. He's going to cheat. Like, nah, I'm, yeah, I'm going back and make my salmon steaks or whatever. She knew, but she just kept taking his word like, oh, no, they're just characters. They're just fictional. But she she kind of knew. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, Mia don't and Mia don't know what happened. So she just thinking, oh no, maybe Lance is running late. I, I should have worn my diamonds, my pearls, and my yeah. my diamonds. Lance likes me in diamonds. Oh poor Mia. And yeah, whatever. Lance Lance about to tell his parents because like, and that got to be a tough conversation. The wedding gonna be off, and it ain't enough night to do. And they stop him. It's like, you know, Lance is just broken and pissed. Justifiably so. And it's funny where it's like Lance is justified, even though he kind of indirectly responsible for this. But this was like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And you just find out now. So, like, Lance ate 100% in the right, but he like 93%. Yeah, yeah, I can say, yeah, you're right. You know, like he just fought enough to act the way he at, and Harper ain't got a leg to stand on. Now it's like, oh, we gonna pray and everything. Pray with me, and brother. He's like, whatever. You don't believe in that? It's like, pray, pray, and he's like, all right, we gonna pray, we gonna do it. Your punk ass ain't backing out neither. <laughs> like your monkey ass is gonna pray to Jesus. I'm gonna strangle you. <laughs> Yo. I've never seen somebody got bullied into prayer before. Like, he said it, but he didn't really think he was about to do it. I know your monkey ass thinking about you going to back up, but you ain't going to back up now, you piece of shit. Like, you going to help me jump over this broom, so you better pray to Jesus Christ. Yeah. Lance was a damn crus- Lance was a crusader. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> he, 
Yeah. That 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 whole that was tough, man. That was tough. A man really had to sit there and envision his his soon to be wife cheeks being. Oh, clapping. what they do? Oh, because they do the vows and hers are so great. Yeah. It's like you know, you my heart, my angel, my soul, and I will be a complete woman and a loving woman and your woman. And everybody crying, and then <laughs> this was a directorial choice that was. Of like he's trying to read his and he thinking of her in donkey style like biting a pillow. Life, biting a pillow. Like why did they do this? Getting getting her cheeks clapped. That's what he's thinking about by Harper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he While should... Harper's there. It's like Lance a better man than me. Ooh, you ain't lying about that. And you can even see as he's trying to get through his vows, Harper is shook. Like man, is he gonna finish this? Cause Harper know he, he he might get slugged again in the face. And you're a perfect honorable woman. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So that's going on. Oh, and it get worse if people don't realize because they get married, they hit their vows, and they do the bouquet, and Shelby like robbing in the paint. <laughs> she shoves somebody out the way and grab it. Because by this point, Shelby already mad. It's like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then Quentin gets the garter. By accident. By accident. He didn't want it. And it's funny. I've been to enough weddings I've seen Bouquet. This is the first time I've seen a garter. I've been to another wedding where they've done the garter. But it's been after the best man. So I don't know if it was like, was this a thing and this popularized it? Or was it not a thing before this movie? Now we actually did. The, I'm thinking we did the garter. It would have had to been, had to been a thing. I just never did a whole. And then I, so they get the garter, and then the person with the garter put the leg on the person with the that catches the bouquet. Hmm. Hmm. How about that? I wonder if people go to weddings. Wedding crashes makes makes more sense now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's let the madman story continues. It gets worse. It's oh uh, so, yeah. So you know, Shelby sitting there all frowned up, and Quentin can't even help himself. So I'm wondering, they have an intense dislike for each other, and a lot of times, when people dislike still so much, it's because there's an attraction there that they they can't stand. Because mm. it's a stance that they do not like each other at all, at all. But you see them there. Quentin can't help himself on there. He got the charm on there. He uses his mouth to put the guard on there. And Shelby's getting into it. And she don't want to. And she like, she can't help herself. She just get up like, you know, like her body basically betrayed her. Because <laughs> Quentin, Quentin on that pimping. Yeah, I, I'm up. I'm almost sure they're going to be they going to be a thing in the third one. I, they just have to be. Because there's too much chemistry there between them two. And they the richest oh, beside yeah. Lance. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, so they having the wedding, and Lance about to do a speech, and Quentin tells him like do it from the heart, and Lance says some bullshit speech about how y'all perfect for each other, da 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 da, da and whatever, and Lance come to nod, so I guess everything cool. But it ain't cool enough for Harper because he want to hijack the wedding for himself and get his speech to Robin. Oh boy. This inspired me. You're the one, and Leslie's doing. She's like, "What are you doing?" He on his one knee, like, "I'm doing what I should be done and proposed and everything." 
this is so against protocol. I hate when it's done in real life. If somebody would have did this in my way, and we would have, I would have killed. Nigga, them. get them out of here. Escort them, please. <laughs> I would do the same thing they should have did in a different world. Dwayne Wade running up and up, running up in the wet, and, and the bride and the groom's been standing. I like he would have been a damn dumpster. And anybody else, like anybody else who would have stood up with him, it ain't no way in the world I would have let that speech come in here. Like, no, that's happening. A black wedding, like, nigga, are you crazy? First and foremost, Harper, you fucked my wife. Not only did you fuck my wife, you wrote about it in a book. Not only did you write a book, mm-hmm. you, dedica- you dedicated the book to both of us. Not only did you dedicate uh-huh. the book to both of us, now, after all this has been aired out, you want to propose at our damn wedding. Our what? Like, I just got cool with you again. And you proposed our wedding to a woman that she was ready to cheat on the night before. What type <laughs> of ghetto shit is this? Did they ever really ever get cool again? I mean, let's be real about that. Um, I mean, they, they kind of did at they, the end. Uh, no, the second one. No. They didn't get cool, cool until the end of the second movie. Yeah. Because they had beef in the beginning of the second one, too, for I don't know what reasons. It Probably life reasons. And then Harper made it worse than that one, too. So, yeah, we're going to have to do that movie, too. So, anyway, he proposed. She says yes. And then, you know, a black movie. Got to do the electric slide. Man, that's the blackest ending to a movie I've ever seen. Boy, they were jamming. <laughs> That's the second blackest end into a movie I've ever seen. Oh, it's the first. The blackest end into a movie? Okay. It was a Tyler Perry movie, um, Taraji Henson, but not the one where she crazy. It's the one when she dating. She got all the kids? The two kids? Yeah, and um, Mary J. Blige is in it. I Can Do Bad About Myself or something like that? Yes, that one. Yeah. And they get together, and there's like, I don't know if Tyler Perry ran out of time or money. Cause next thing you know, it cussed them dancing at like a parade, and the credits start playing. Wow, I never did that. I don't know if I stick. I saw the ending of that. Maybe I got to watch the ending. Like it's so damn abrupt. Like one second they reconcile and get back together. Next thing I know, they party like Mardi Gras. <laughs> and it was so out of the blue. People was like, my wife was like, did they just run out of money? Or Tyler Perry was just just like. But nigga, I'm ready to go. Like, go do it, Dan. No, that's the blackest end I've seen because it was just out of nowhere. This is the second one because they there and yeah, Shelby was Shelby has rhythm, but she was not on rhythm. If that Cut makes sense. Cut it out. Am I wrong? You won't wrong, but I, I what always Am sticks I out. Lying? <laughs> You're not lying. But what sticks out to me is right before they start doing that. Well, no, when they first start doing electric slide, she's looking at everybody else and she's kind of like. Okay, mm-hmm. I think I got it. One, and then she started doing yeah. it. Yeah, she's like, one, two, spin, left, right, left, spin. And, at least and, she wasn't counting. And, yeah, at least she wasn't counting like out loud. Oh, it's a funny story. You know that whole white people be counting and stuff? That's a fact. I went to Jeremy's wedding. And they start dancing. And I was there. And I, I think the electric slide or something was playing, and I was watching them. <laughs> and I saw them like doing one, two, one, two. And it was like, so y'all really do that, huh? They was like, what do you think? I'm like, so y'all really be counting to yourselves and clapping on beat. Maybe we should leave people alone. 
<laughs> it was just hilarious. And they had like some polka music and they was doing like a one, two, three clap and everything like that. It's so I was just thinking about that. I was like, I thought that was just a joke. That's a thing, huh? Yes, that's a thing. And that's why I laugh when I see the best man can show. He's like, oh, should I get my feet right here and then do this and everything? And I'm like, oh, so she ain't just light skin, huh? But listen to Sousa. Oh, because I like at first I didn't realize what her name was. Now she was on some of the UPN show, uh, second time around with Boris Kojo and Nicole Ari Parker. Of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, of course. I that's the test. Oh, and then they play the credits and everybody's dancing. And then it cuts to a scene, two people in the bed. And who's in the bed? Oh, Shelby and Quentin. Mm-hmm. They see each other. It's like, oh, I had too much to drink and stuff. <laughs> and a seed was planted. Yeah. Because it comes back later and it plays out differently later. And then whenever they get around to do the third one, I'm because, you know, Quentin get married. They don't say you get married to. I was assuming it was Shelby. Me too. They, they ever say so yeah this is the best man yeah um this is one of the movies that you know i thoroughly enjoy but now it's even more like i enjoy it now just for the simple fact that i think the chemistry as far as the four male um stars in the movie because you can tell you know um there's a it seems like there's an outside chemistry off screen too because they everybody <laughs> bounced off each other really well as far as when expressing their interactions. And it just made the movie flow because it's like, okay, I can see my friendship with my friends similar to, you know, how they talk mm-hmm. to each other, the things they're doing. It was a real um authentic look at friendship for me. Yes. And I think that's one of the movies why this why this worked. And it's funny where a lot of these like Morris Chestnut is a lot of these movies. Yeah, he was in this, and he was in the Brothers, he, and it was like it was him, D.O. Hughley, Shamar Moore, and See, Bill I Bellamy. I, I don't think that worked. Like they was just some. It was just it, the age range. It's because the you know what it is. It's the personalities are just different because it's yeah. kind of like you can see. Shamar Moore being friends with maybe Bill Bellamy. Bellamy. And, you, and you can see D.L. Hughley being friends with Morris Chestnut. But you can see D.L. Hughley being friends with like Shamar Moore. It, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I give it. It's kind of like you can see them being friends with some of them, but not all friends with each And there's some groups like that where it's like everybody, everybody of, of friends, but not all with each other. But you just make it work. Like I'm cool with some people, and they might be cool with more other people. And that person cool with them, and we just make it work. And it's just like fragmented friendship. Yeah, but I always thought in brothers, you just you you didn't need Bill Bellamy and D.L. Hughley. Like you just pick one. I mean, but they're different because D.L. Hughley is the more conservative version of Bill Bellamy. And it's like the storylines is kind of like, you know, Dio Hughley was like, you know, I'm a married man hey, trying yeah. to get it back in with my wife. And Bill Bellamy is like, you know, I'm tired of the sisters. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's basically, and it's funny that they went there and how they was basically blatant. Like, I'm, I'm ready. For, 
sisters get on my damn nerves. I want a white girl now. Yo, the, that whole. If you ever look at Bill Batesman catalog, he was problematic in a lot of movies. Love Jones, he was the hater friend that tried to date the uh, girlfriend. That he was tired of the sisters. Play uh, how to be a player. He's basically being a player. He always played those like really conflicted black uh, male characters. Yeah, he started and Lorenz Tate picked up the ball and continued doing that. Oh boy. Yeah, because that's what Lorenz Tate is now. The, he went from, you know, being the start to the problematic friend. Because I see him on power. Boy. And it's funny because he looks the same that he did look in Dead Presidents. But he's just a completely different person now. Acting wise. Like he it's funny, him and Neil Long just vanished. Oh, especially Neil Long. Yeah. For like years. And then just came back. Like, oh, what happened? I don't know. Nigga was chilling. I or like Neil Long had a baby or something. I just remember when he, the one thing I remember about Neil Long doing that like hiatus was, oh, she's dating Yao Ming. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? You never heard about no. that? No, I did not hear about that. I heard a lot of stuff about Nia Long. I did not hear she was dating Yao Ming. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you. <laughs> no. I'm telling you. It was like, I don't know. I guess this is before, like, the internet might have, like, really got popping and stuff like that. It was some crazy thing, like, yeah, Yao Ming. What makes, what makes them think Yao Ming would, look, I know he liked fried chicken and beer and it was Houston, but what makes them think he dating Nia Long? Look, man. I, look, just go back. Go, go, go back. Look it up. I know the time frame. I can see that whole room. I'm like, okay, it might make sense. I've heard of weirder things. Cause look, um, Laura Dern was or still dating Baron Davis. So how that shit makes sense? But yeah, the woman from Jurassic Park. They were a thing. They, I don't know if they still are a thing, but I know they dated for a while. So I've. And look, Katie Holmes and Jamie Foxx was together for like a damn near decade. Never claimed that shit. But come on now. Nia Long and Yao Ming. Hey. You think China's letting their native son date Nia Long? Even if he wanted to? Listen, come on. Yeah, that's. If they, if he was, I, I, I understand why. He know what it was. He saw. Watch Love yeah. Jones and he was hooked. That was back in the day we had the whole rumors. I know the big one is like Sonali Lathan and Wesley and Sonali and Denzel had an affair and Sonali and had a love child. I've never heard of that. Was on the, oh, yeah. What was the movie they did together? Out of Sight, Out of Time? When it's him, her, and um, Eva Mendes. Oh, wow. I forgot all about when that. He was like the, he's like the Florida police commissioner and she's dating, it's like she's married to Dean Kane and she's a scammer. Yeah, 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 and like he's just straight. So he was, he had just got. He's estranged from Ava Mendez, and he had an affair with Sanaa Lathan in the movie, mm-hmm. and they got find like some drug he stole. Yeah, and like it was a rumor saying like, oh yeah, they messed around. You didn't hear that rumor? Nope. Mm-hmm, that was a thing. That one. That's not as bad as the whole Beyonce Lebron James thing. I'm like, don't don't have Jay Z shoot Lebron. I don't know why people keep doing that. I mean, look, the videos they put out are very funny. <laughs> I don't believe I've it when they're funny. And I've seen the looks. And I'm like, Jay-Z shot his brother. You think he would, like, and that man is a, don't do that. 
I don't want LeBron James. I don't want Bleach shooting LeBron James off some assassination attempt. Like, no. Cut them jokes out. They always, like, it, but no, it's, yeah, I did not hear that. Yeah, I'll meet me a long thing. I just know it's funny how their careers went after this movie because, like, Terrence Howard went on to come up. Morris Chestnut continued to be working. Um, so now Lacey started to work more. Regina Hall started to work more. Um, Tay Diggs did stuff and then kind of like slow because it was funny like this is like a Tay Diggs starring movie but after like Morris Chestnut Terrence Howard had all the juice Tay Diggs is a, he's he's interesting and I still stick to the text I sent you you watch movies sometimes and it's just the same character and it's just Tay Diggs is the same character. Maybe I mean, one thing is slightly altered. Like, you know, maybe he dates but it's one funny, white woman on this because It's like I seen him in House of Haunted Hill and I seen him in Equilibrium. And those are two completely different. You know what? It, it's that he's got that little smug thing about himself. Like, I'm. I don't know. It's kind of like he's. He's not Omar Epps. He's not Makai Pfeiffer. He's like that in-between role where it's like, you know, because they have certain things that they can do that he can't do. I don't know. Tay Diggs, like, you just need a, a non-offensive brown-skinned pretty boy that's a little smug. You get him. I guess. I guess. I just... Yeah. It's, 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 very, it's very far a few movies that I can pick a his and say, oh, he really did great. You know what I'm saying? Because it just seems like it's a... Uh, it just yeah, is his acting. It's, what it is like in this movie he gets blown like Terrence Howard just so arresting on here and he's just like every time he's on the screen keep his eyes on him and more chestnuts more chestnut yeah so even though it's your movie you at best the third most charismatic person only because Harold Perrineau isn't trying to be charismatic he playing like I'm the nerdy beta male friend crap stuff like the hipster yeah I'm the I'm the hipster basically it's like and Tay Diggs isn't likable in this movie. I mean, talk to some people, he's not likable at all, but whatever. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm, we're focusing on this movie. Like, the character is not likable. And I know why people don't like, I know it's the reason why people don't like Tay Diggs. Who he used to be married to was one thing. And that's a story for another day. But um, yeah, it's like this movie, he's a, he's a villain. Yes, he is. And even me sitting here and when I was watching it with my wife, she was just like, I never picked up on this stuff before. I said, exactly. I said, he is a damn psychopath. She's like, why would he write? And I'm like, you asking the same questions I'm asking because I guess when you watching it, you know, at a certain, like you said, your age, you're looking at the movie in different eyes. And when you're a grown up looking at this movie, it's like, what is wrong with this man? A lot. <laughs> The answer is a whole lot. He's just just a level of arrogance. And then not to mention, you hit me off with the bootstrap thing because I'm like, oh, he don't believe in God, the bootstrap. And then the the, <laughs> I, the humility he has to show in the second one is like, oh, okay. The bootstrap mm-hmm. shit ain't work out too and, for you. And he couldn't. And the whole thing is he couldn't handle it all. It was like he was not built for it at like, and it's just funny. We'll 
we'll talk a little bit about the second one. We'll do it later. But it's just funny, like, you know, him and Robin are married. Had a, they spent all their money in, you know, fertility treatments. He lost, she lost, what was it? Was he a teacher? So he lost his job as a teacher and his books ain't selling. So his whole thing is like, I'm going to write Lance's autobiography. So he got a lot of Lance again. And then, you know, they dealing with all that. Mia's dying and not telling nobody. Lance about to retire. <laughs> so like Lance living a good life, he must have made what? 40, 50 million dollars. He said 60 million. He's a running back pride side, three contracts. Yeah. Yeah, his rookie deal, his second deal, probably third deal. So he was a basically like Hall of Fame running back for the Giants. So he said dealing with the whole thing is like, you know, his wife about to die. He can't tell nobody. Cause it's it's like that. Um merchant candy trying to do like a, a foundation. But one of the one of the one of the um sponsors like nah, cause the old take him on the internet, she basically was a prostitute. She's doing some strength. And that's the whole thing. It's like when you first see Candy in the first one, it's like, okay, she's just dancing for money and she's just young and innocent like that. You're like, how innocent was she? Not that she's not wrong. It's like, you know, business, business, but it's kind of like it just makes that whole it's funny how the second one clouds the first one. Mm-hmm. Cause it made just it makes Shelby more justified feeling the way she feel. Bro, this second one, that second one gonna be tough to get through. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Shelby. The real, like, what was Shelby's job? Like, she got so broken up from that that she become a real housewife and become like rich. She basically comes like, like a Kardashian. Damn, what was her? Because keep in mind, she, before she, because keep in mind, she writes a check for merch for two million dollars. Yeah, to take the money that they lost from the. For the money they lost from, like, you know, the other guy backing out for this school. Mm-hmm. She's writing them a check. No problem. No, here you go. Two mil. And Terrence Howard basically, like, a you know, he rich. He rich himself. So it's funny how the people they got looked down upon in the first one are the most successful ones in the second one. And Jordan got, and Jordan coming there with her white man. Did <laughs> <laughs> she all do yeah. She's all nervous. And, oh, that's yeah, a, you know how that go. Like that's a thing. Like yeah, it's. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know when we're gonna do the second one. But we definitely got to do the second one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, I think. I think. I think the best time since is our Christmas one. Somewhere in December, we'll hit it up. Um. But mm-hmm. the question is, what do we do? Do we let the fans vote for the next week's uh, episode? Yes. Yes, we let the fans vote. Um. Which okay, which ones are you gonna choose? Like which okay, we did the fan vote. I wanna say this, we did the fan vote. I would have the one that came in second place and then some new ones. Ah, what came in second place? Okay. Uh well I got the feeling we're gonna end up doing paid in full. Yeah, because that's what came in second place. Yeah, I, I hope we get some other choices. It's funny, like you seen paid in full, right? You like it? Absolutely. Why do you like it? Um, I thought more than anything, I I enjoyed the chemistry between Makai Pfeiffer, Cameron, and um, uh, Wood Harris. Yeah, Wood Harris. 
I, 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 anything Wood Harrison, most of the time I'm gonna watch. So, and that's the funny thing is like Cameron holds his own. Yeah. Surprisingly, like it's no big deal. I think that the, should be a big deal because he ain't trained, and you would never think of Cameron being a good actor. I guess with the right guidance, <laughs> you know, somebody with the right him, role. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he rap about that all the time, so it's like, oh, it's like like a rap song. Keep the pewters puting. <laughs> it's interesting. People get shot every. People get shot every day. B. It's, I always laugh at that line. It's that of the movie is very. I don't know. I don't know. Like, cause you know, it's a true story, but how much of it is true in the movie, we don't know. And you can go back and like, I guess your man, um, the Cameron's playing Alpo is out now. So I know he's doing like interviews and stuff like that. So I don't know. I just like the movie. I can't, I can't yeah, put I mean, one of those movies. I, I don't dislike it. I think I like it for, un- for unintentional comedy more than anything like that. I think I like the surrounding story behind the movie, how people talk about it more than the actual movie itself. I'm just trying to think like what vibe because we've done we've done basically like action like drug movies this one was like a comedy slash drama well I know when I want to throw a sports one in there so I was either thinking um above the rim a white man can't jump hmm well those are two completely different movies yeah but they both hood classics though they both hood classics um, I think I'm gonna lean to above. I was gonna put above the rim in it. Might. Oh, um, Carlos and some other people asked for Scarface. I I thought we I thought we had more time. I think it's gonna be inevitable that we do that movie. <laughs> Look, we. I mean, I trust me. I feel the same way you feel. We can't not do Scarface. I know we can't not do Scarface, but I know you want to wait a little bit like that. But it's yeah, just... it's just like because once we start getting in that, then that's gonna lead probably into. No, we can always say no because basically it'll just be Scarface and Carlito's way. We ain't gonna do Goodfellas or nothing like that. It's just gonna be those two. That's the rule I'm putting in now. We ain't doing Casino with Goodfellas because that's. Different. Yeah, that's too divisive. <laughs> no, it's just kind of like that's. Then it's kind of like that defeats the purpose of why we're doing. Because then it's like we're just doing every gangster movie. I don't want to do every gangster movie. Yeah, I just. I, I, do I just know how I feel watching Scarface, especially watching part one, because I'm just like, oh boy. Okay, what's worse? The fact that Al Pacino did Scarface and played a Cuban when he's Italian. The fact that he did it again with Carlito's way in the nineties, or the fact that WWE did it with Razor Ramon. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the first two and not the third one because at least uh, Razor Ramon was in the hood. <laughs> okay, you know what's funny about that? When I we can wrap up soon with this with this funny story. When I saw Razor Ramon, I swore he was Cuban. I had no reason not to think because I didn't know who Scott Hall was. I didn't watch. I wasn't old enough to watch AWA. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was a diamond stud. Like I, when I saw the diamond stud in WCW, I thought he was Latin then. I had no reason not to think so. So I'm seeing Razor Ramon and anything like this. And I'm like, okay. And then I see him Scott Hall. I'm like, oh, 
So he was faking it. It's funny, he was cool as Scott Hall as he was at Razor Ramon, but Razor Ramon, he was cool. And it's like, wait a second, he a plain old white guy? And this used to so old picture I used to look at, I'm like, so he was scamming. It never crossed my mind that Al Pacino did the exact same thing in Broad Daylight and Scarface. Yep. No one had a problem. Nobody had a problem with that. And you know what's even funnier? I'm sure people said something about that with Scarface. I've never heard anybody complain about him doing Carlito's way. Never. He is an actor. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny? Because and it felt natural. It, it Scarface felt, felt like us. Yeah, Scarface felt like he just. I don't know what he was doing in Scarface. It just felt like I'm just. Pre- I'm doing Fantasyland shit. I don't know. I, I don't know why we like that movie because we should not like that movie. Thank you. <laughs> it is so many bad things about that movie, and I know why critics don't like it. It makes absolutely sense because if I was, I'm not a critic fan, but if I was a critic and watched it, I'm like, this is garbage. If you everything about this is trash. If, if listen, if you if you are. Well, 16 through 25. Yeah, I get it. I honestly get it. Yeah, cool. But once you get past 25 and you talk, and you still talking about like Scarface is a hero, no. I, I. I mean, I get the idea behind it. It's just one of those things where it doesn't hold up under scrutiny. And once the stuff happened with Manolo, that hero, that hero talk is done. That goes out the window, and people people say people understand and accept that. That's why they say I stopped watching the movie when when Gina opened up the door. <laughs> and Manolo's there. It's like, oh, I don't know what happened after that hit end. Oh, I'm stopped. I, I stopped. I usually once I got older, I stopped watching the movie when he starts smacking his sister around. Because I'm like, what is she supposed to be to you? Are you confused? She's a gr- nah. He, you you know exactly what she's supposed to be. They just don't. They just. They spell it out without spelling it all the way. You know exactly what's going on. Ugh. You know, and you know why. And she ain't, and she, the whole thing, she ain't that turned off by it either. Cause she know, and yeah, we'll leave it at that. Like, yeah, that. Maybe we'll do a sports. Movie. I'm like, white men can't jump. I'm gonna put four. Just, I'm gonna put four movies up there. I'm gonna see how what they do. I'm gonna put Scarface, uh, Painful. Uh, above the rim, and I'm can't jump. Yeah, are you gonna do it? No, if we gonna do, if you do above the rim, put a different sports, put a different, put a non sports movie. Uh, um, you know what? I'm gonna pick because we can always pick one that's not picked. I'm gonna throw my thing in there. Um, which one do I want to put in? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay, I'm thinking between either. Oh, I know which one. Ricochet with Denzel and Ice T and John Lithgow. Oh, I'm right. I'm putting and saving in there. Ricochet. Boom. Ricochet. I don't think I've seen that, but one time. Oh, that used to come on cable all the time. I saw that in a movie theater. <laughs> that movie is. Bat shit crazy. It was like Denzel, uh, young Denzel, John Lithgow's the villain. Like, oh no. Cause it's like the rise and fall and rise of a of a black civil servant. 
So you've only got, seen it once. I only seen it once. Ricochet, Bud, and Run Payton full, and what was the fourth? Oh, Scarface. Mm-hmm. I know what's going on. Scarface going to win. Because all are not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get to bust. It's been a while since I can bust out a voice. If you think I ain't doing Tony Montana, you got another thing coming. Anyway, uh, oh, we like I said, we we did get an email, and the email this week was a request for Love Don't Cost a Thing, and I am confused because I don't think that's a hood classic movie. Like, I, I'll do the movie. I have, that, that's not the issue. The issue is do I want to do it now because I'm figuring once we get to like 10, maybe 15, I'm going to you know, put a halt on it and we can go away from uh, hood classics and start doing other stuff. It ain't never going away. Well, you know, I, it ain't us. going away, but you know, we don't have to do it every week. They, yeah, but they ain't gonna let us. Like, you know, like we might try to do like Creed or something like that, or a kung fu movie. You open up a Pandora's box because it's kind of like because there's some stuff I want to do too, but it's like I can just tell the fact that you you doing we getting requests for it, and it's we'll do it up until when is what is this? How many we've done so far? Hood classics. We did. This is the sixth. Yeah. Wow, we did that many that many already. Yeah. I it my this the missus said you should just ride it out for the rest of the year. Yeah, at least, and then we'll decide how we want to do it in January because there's some stuff I want to get into. I know some stuff you want to do, and it's kind of like the movies will always be there. No, here's the thing. Yes, it is. It's just a different age range. It's like the same age range as like Drumline and Roll Bounce. But see, Drumline, I'm so, cool. I'm like, okay, yeah, that is a hood because, you know, that is like a hood classic. But Love Don't Cost a Thing, I, when I put I mean, Nick, when, well, Nick, Nick, that was during Nick Cannon's run. Yeah, it was a Nick Cannon run. But when you watch the movie, it didn't feel like a hood classic. You know what I'm saying? It's just a feel of the movie. It felt like I'm just more of a movie, like a Nickelodeon movie or something. That's, yeah, that's because, like, every movie going to be like, Roll Bounce ain't heavy. And. You think? Quick. Okay, it's a little bit. Quick thing about Roll Bounce. It's really good? It is. It ain't nowhere in the world I'm believing Megan Good is dating Bow Wow in that movie. <laughs> what? Time out. Time out. Didn't we just have that? You just said. You just said. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm with that other dude, with the, the dude with the abs. Because the whole thing is like age. Not because she's. Cause it's like she seemed like she a lot older than he is in that movie. It seemed like she sh- he should be dating like him and Journey Smollett seem about the same age group. Like they're friends since they're a certain age. And Megan Good and the dude that he's skating with in the competition seem like they they like like three to four years older. That's why I say that. It's like Megan Good seems like, Megan Good seems grown in that, and they seem like kids. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can see that to a certain degree. That's not like looks. Yeah. Because, you know, Bow Wow Wow's had plenty of women. It's just like the way they set the movie up with eight. Yeah, it's funny. Like, Nick Cannon Bow Wow had runs. Yeah. Um, runs that we're definitely going to get into because, uh, like I said, uh, I guess I'll put it, I, you know, it's a hood class that person requested. Why not? I guess so. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to lottery ticket. Lottery ticket is. That has a hell of a cast. Yeah, yeah, low key. Too. That had a, a hell of a cast for that movie to be in there. I'm like, you got a movie with Keith David 
and Ice Cube. Yeah, you know it's 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 shocking, you know that twenty nineteen Chris from the and Chris and Chris from the Wire was grabbing people in the nuts trying to get that lottery ticket. Twenty nineteen people would never know about Ice Cube. End up, I mean, they know about him now because of the movie, but they don't consider yeah. him a rapper. They look at him. Ice Cube, Ice Cube playing the eccentric old man. <laughs> Keep your guard up. That live in the ba- that live in the basement. And eat junk food. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, so that's so we're gonna put people to vote. Maybe maybe we'll be surprised and it won't be Scarface. I had a film that's gonna be Scarface. And I have that on they just came on the fourth. That movie's been released more than any movie I could think of besides maybe Blade Runner. Cause it's 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 been like sixteen special editions, the Blu-ray special edition. Um, now it's a four K masterpiece special editions. And I'm like that movie don't need to be in four K. Uh, it's just, mm, it, the more and more I get older and older, the more I distance myself from that movie and, and clutch on to Clark Carlito's way. Like I just, I mean, Carlito's way is better. We we know that Scarface is. Just, you know what? Scarface is just fun if you just realize how stupid it is. I guess. And you mean it, because I looking at it, yeah, okay, you know, it's it's just it's so over the top with the acting and everything. It's just like okay, I get it, I get the story and everything like that. But then, like, it's just rough. It's a rough over oh, five hundred. Going right, a thousand a key, man. We have that free time. You out of that? <laughs> you think we baggage handlers? Yes, that movie's over the top. Like he just sneering his, because it's something that's is easily mocked. People know the scenes. People know with him with the tiger and everything like that. It's got some funny, you know, a lot of those guys. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer is the first. Boy, her character is something else. Oh, <laughs> or, like it's like so many people in this character is something else. It's like you know, that movie's just not to mention funny. I just want to do. What's on, Frank? Oh, that's oh. your woman, Frank. Oh, please, Tony, don't kill me. Give me another chance. I'm like, oh, I'm not, don't worry, Frank. I'm not going to kill you. Manolo, shoot this piece of shit. See? See, that's what it's going to be. That's <laughs> Us reenacting the movie because I there's nothing to talk about. Man, you know what? No. Take Scarface off and put Carlito's way. Scarface can wait. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like Scarface can wait, and Carlito's way is, is more fun. Yeah, because you can sit there at Scarface. We just Sasso! Sasso! Oh, now you call Ron. <laughs> Although, Vigo Mortensen. Oh, boy. Playing Brownface. Oh, that, that, that hit a little I different my di- I shit my diapers. I can't walk. I can't hump. I you can't got anything? I got nothing, Carlito. Yeah, that dude. That do hit different because I I was a Vigo Mortensen fan. Oh, me too. Green Book. I mean, I can watch the history of violence and Easter Promises all day long. I I love Lord of the Rings with him in it. Vigo was my man. Couldn't tell me nothing. And now, ooh, I just feel a certain type of way when I see him. We lost this past year. We lost him, Kevin Spacey, and Liam Neeson. Damn. <laughs> it's like a whole filmography just got wiped out. 
All right, I can't boy. even watch. I can't even watch. I can't even do a Baby Driver no more because of that. Ain't that about a bitch? I forgot he was in Baby Driver too. Damn. But before we go, what are you about to say? Oh, before we go, uh, do you sure you want Ricochet up here? I don't. I guess because I don't remember Ricochet, and that's my only issue. I need to like see it. I might have to watch that today. It's I'll okay. It's Denzel starts off as a cop. He ended up being an assistant district attorney after he had like some high profile busts. He puts John Lithgow in prison. John Lithgow joins like this white supremacist group, busts out of jail, frames frames Denzel for like all these crimes. Denzel basically has to like clear his name by pretending to be crazy. It's it's like a it's funny where it's like an early nineties action movie. It's not action. It's like drama with action. Ice T playing a drug, basically playing a drug dealer. They used to be friends back in the day. One win the crime, one win the law. And okay, yeah, I'm looking at it now. I vaguely remember yeah. this now. It's just funny because it's like John Lithgow is just eat chewing up so much scenery in there, and Denzel just like I'm just smooth, likable Denzel. Everybody like me. I'm cool, and he fall off hard. He, he when he fall, he fall all the way down, and he just but he to, to come up the bounce back is the bounce back. If you want to pick another one, I'll let you pick. So because nah, I got a feeling, if I got I got a feeling, Carlito's way is gonna win. Carlito's unless it's a lot, win. unless but more than likely it's gonna be watch to be paid in full. Is he gonna be paid like in full or boiled around? I mean, Birdie. <laughs> Brady A shit. Le- Leon hitting step back threes and and damn corduroy pants. Yeah. Like I can tell you right now, if they don't pick it this week, that's the one I'm picking. So a brother mm-hmm. gonna get done by hook up by crook. Birdie was a sucker. But anyway, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the world on Twitter and at on Facebook. And if you have any questions or comments, uh, you can leave them at Jeff versus the world at yahoo.com. Uh, Shahid, you want to give the good people your info? I guess if no, this is the first time they listen to this show. I don't know why, but yes, you can catch me on both Twitter and Instagram. And my name is, I almost forgot the name, Philly Drugs. That's Philly underscore drugs. Yeah. Um. So when can in my next uh, cookie order? I want to try to put a cookie order in, man. You're making them big joints. Man, y'all ain't paying for no shipping and handling like that. Y'all get out my face. Y'all be talking about when you gonna do it. Like when y'all got y'all got the money. I know it's a recession. Y'all pay the you pay the money, you get whatever you want. You damn so right. I, man, I'll send you the money. Ask me that too. Yeah. Hey, Somebody dude. else asked me that too tomorrow when the when the cookies coming. Yeah. What you playing for, man? You out here baking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the when the money hit the PayPal. Then the cookies, Damn. the cookies get shipped. Yeah, goon ass Walter White. Uh, <laughs> we gonna ship the cookies out. When you gonna pay that? When you gonna pay that damn money? Oh, I man. need, I need a menu. You need, to, you need to set your prices so you know people know what they paying for. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a. I, you know what's funny? I never thought about it until you said something. Then like other people said that. So oh, I'll buy. Them. So I'm like, people say a lot of stuff, so I'm paying no mind. But we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, we will be back next week with a movie. It shall be a surprise. But if you keep up on my uh, social media page, you probably will know what we'll be doing eventually. But uh, I think I'll leave the poll up for at least two days. I'll give it two days because I want to be able to watch it. 
whatever mm-hmm. you end up picking. Yeah, I think if it's paid in, I gotta see if I. I don't think I own paid in full. Uh, let me see. I don't own. I know I don't own Ricochet, but hopefully it's like maybe streaming somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, a lot of them I might have to do Amazon Prime or YouTube. Uh, if anything, the other three I have. So if you don't want to pay for it, I just let you use my account. I got all these three. <laughs> okay. But anyway, I don't yeah. mind paying. Man, forget you too then. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway we are out. Peace. Peace.